goodness. All right. We got all the things doing what they're supposed to. Cold beverage is. And goddamn, episode 14. Lucky 14. Badass records. Ethan Brown, expert. <laughs> How I met you. Thank, thank you for remembering. I don't I don't remember uh well I was saying but so before you was uh Adam Boyd. Uh-huh. Oh maybe who says hello. Oh hello. Um, kisses, soft kisses. Right. So <laughs> soft kisses as opposed to hand jimmers with <laughs> yeah, the professor. The professor. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> uh so he is um of the cut from the cloth where not not a lot of uh social media activity yeah um and doesn't Probably happier for it and doesn't you, he's got the things but he's sure. quiet on them yeah and also has been historically in my memory uh a dude of few words absolutely unless you when you're that handsome yeah you could you could you know <laughs> let your fucking jaw so his exactly. uh his text message tendencies match in that like a couple Less. days will go by and maybe you get two words. <laughs> so when I hit him up, I was like, yo, here's the skinny. And he's like, well, I made a a top 100 when COVID hit. And I was like, like spit, spitting coffee meme. And he's like, and then I revisited it and made cuts. And I was like, wow, that's fucking amazing. So, yeah. so where'd you wind up? And he's like, with this and just sent me a list of 16 records um so i was like I'll, I'll i'll roll with that i'll try to visit all 16 so we have something to talk about yeah um and then and and when once once we were live i i you know, the the anxiety goes away uh, you know sort of this perpetual like i hope i do a good job and it doesn't suck and all this shit and i don't sound like a fool um but when the anxiety of his did the Forrest Gump feather into the breeze. I was like, how am I going to tackle what Ethan Brown gave me, which is like 46 <laughs> yeah, tracks. Yeah, and... non nonsense. And just, uh... In the cups. In the cups. I, no, In the... You've dropped so many golden nuggets of, of lingo. You stand behind a bar long enough. Yeah, man. Some jewels. So I was telling Boyd when we were talking that, um, you know, the foundry thing was like, it's connected to McCoy's. Absolutely. And so you're kind of like doing this thing and then it's about to go live and then you get, here comes the front of the house and the management staff and mm -hmm. like all these new people. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know how many shifts I worked, but I would frequently have a check var or six. Absolutely. After and yeah, yeah. one of those days you were just like, hey man, we should have a beer sometime and just slid me the card. I'll never forget it till the day I die. And <laughs> Ethan Brown, expert phone number. And I was like, suave. <laughs> oh man, that was, uh, so wild. I, I, I can't remember where that dumb idea came from, but it definitely it's the best idea ever. Well, it was like in a time where like people of our age yeah. and, and in and that elk. business, yeah. nobody's, uh, nobody's making business cards. No, that's where it, it's def I definitely got one and somebody had given me a business card and it's when I had, you know, it was relatively new bartending in West, not, not new to bartending, but bartending in Westport and somebody had slid me a card and I was like, Oh, you know, you, you sell real estate on your, in their, on your spare time. Right. No bartender. And I thought it was the funniest thing ever. So that's why I came up with the, 
with the expert was kind of right you know, right me being a smart ass oh my god i love it um speaking of that place um so weird to like do all the opening prep for months and like insanely long days with no days off and then you go and what two weeks three weeks a month all of a sudden it's like okay lunch isn't gonna happen so we're gonna just cut it out and have dinner service and be a three o'clock bar. And it's like, yeah. wait, what? So our thing is no longer the Juicy Lucy. Yeah. It's DJs and let's hope people aren't packing. No disrespect to Juicy Lucy, but when, when they took the chili dog off the menu, I was like, man, I didn't sign up for this shit. I, I came for the chili dog. I came for the chili dog. Yeah, I hope, stayed for the chili hoping dog. Hoping you'd comp me an order of Red Rockets. <laughs> it's Red Rock. You know, I came for the, for the shots with the Pop Rock Rim. Uh, stayed for the chili dog. Mark Kelpy, man. God, God bless him. God He's bless got him. a mind oh, uh, so unique. Oh. Uh, I mean, I had some cousins in town from, I got, I guess they live in one of the Carolinas, but I've, I've always had them pegged as Florida people. <laughs> I hadn't seen them in 12 years. Uh, and we met at Charbar for a Sunday dinner. And yeah. I just, I mean, you open a page of a Mark Kelpy menu and you're like, well, Kelpie's been here. Yeah. Like just with his verbiage and names Absolutely. and yeah. what other, the pop rock rim. There was a couple other really f- signature drinks that were just. I remember the Mad Dog was a hit. Uh, not that there was anything flair that we added to the Mad Dog, but I remember like people really wanting shots of fortified wine. And even in, you know, I was in my early 30s then like uh thinking this was a bad idea <laughs> to, like you know i'm a, i'm not the party police but uh right yeah, you know no. when that place opened uh, old uh you know joel fry is who called yep. me for that for that gig how did you know him i knew him through uh mobeb mark mark terry r.i.p oh, for sure r.i.p and peace yeah. that's that dude's uh was a big homie yeah um and and still just uh a mentor of mine when it comes to just being grumpy <laughs> just fucking Zorro of being grumpy, right. like so good at it. Uh, but I was going through psalm uh, training at the Kansas City Country Club, which was as, as in boring sommelier, as, yeah, okay, as, which was as boring as it sounds uh-huh. too, um, and as bigoted. Uh, I'm at sorry, the, at the, as as bigoted as well too with the Kansas City Country Club. That that place was a, a podcast unto itself. Whoa! But you know, uh, uh, Joe called me and was like, "Hey." Uh, you know, you want to get back to bartending uh, in Westport. And I was like, eh, not really. Um, and he was like, but it's going to be a Belgian beer bar. And I was like, okay, well, let's do it. And then uh, uh, it was such an awesome experience. Like, I mean, it's, it's being with that group of people, like you were there for a while off and on, you had, you had multiple stints. And, but I think you can agree that was like a really good group, especially like that McCoy's group. Yep. It was like, I mean, there were some all stars yeah. like in that group. Like, uh, so, I mean, I just, I mean, I've heard just some joints, but that is, you know, top five. Well, it was a fascinating thing because you've got like this McCoy's family mm-hmm. with, you know, generation, pl- pl- generation, but also plenty of new people, mm-hmm. you know, front, young, young. Uh, front and back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, the, you know, they, it's like, uh, being in a mixed family thing where like a step parent comes in with all their kids Absolutely. and it's like, how's this going to go with all the found? And it went super well. And, and then all of a sudden 
in the blink of an eye, they kind of, you know, merged mm -hmm. and kind of new, new groups sprouted out of it. And, yeah. But before long, I, yeah, <laughs> before long, I couldn't keep track anymore. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the only, uh, a few oddballs, uh, Cole Krantz. Cole, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, he he had enough money to be weird, though. Like, yeah, you know, and, and like he got. <laughs> there's a there's a dollar amount to make anybody a weirdo. He, he got let go for sexual harassment shit before sexual harassment yeah, was like, like before like Westport. I know, <laughs> I know. Like no. <laughs> uh, and then, do you remember Nicholas? I gotta need more than Nicholas. Nicholas. Um, he was like sh short. Bald, round. Oh, yeah, yeah. He lived with Candace. Yeah, Candace. Oh, Candace. Yeah, yeah of course. Okay. C Candace introduced my wife and I, and married us. Oh wow. Yeah. Is she still down at the brewery? Yeah. She's, okay. She's she's down at the brewery. That dude. Uh, his Facebook stuff is like thirty-one flavors of crazy. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, that, yo, you yeah. need to talk to somebody, man. Yeah. <laughs> I think he is. I think he's talking to the professor. <laughs> <laughs> um. You got the professor from from Lost and Foundry. That's what I, I, I thought you made that up on on the spot there. Oh, no, no, no. Profe right. Professor was Lost Refresh and Foundry. Nick. How how how? I I mean, what you were smarter than anybody there. Okay. Uh, you know, you spoke better Spanish than native tongues, <laughs> like, and, and also like you, you know, when you talk to people, and I think that this is a a byproduct of that. Probably you, you listen, like yeah. maybe, maybe it's the writer in you, yeah. Uh, but you listen, you actually listen when people talk, which sure. is which is rare, right? Uh, but yeah, and then uh, I, I called you the professor because from the N one mixtapes, like, hey, the professor, because <laughs> it was the white guy, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> My and he was ill. He was the professor was ill. My whiteness transcends yeah. Uh, yeah. audio and can firmly live yeah. in video. Yeah. Your legs uh, are so white they could be president. Yeah, I mean that's uh, <laughs> too soon. Too, too soon. soon. Uh, and then uh, there was so like Todd. Love Todd. He was kind of the the man over there, but yeah. but he brought a sidekick with him. <laughs> who was not the man? He was. I don't even know. Is that what his? Oh my god. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, he, one time we had like an engagement with, with just a morsel of substance Yeah, and it, it happened to be about what's going to happen with Tony Gonzalez. And so he, he seemed intrigued. So I went and like, I went up to the office and just like free wrote yeah. this one page or 500 words and. Or no, maybe I shared a blog post with him that I had written about Tony Gonzalez, and he was kind of like, cool. And, you know, just <laughs> saw it just yeah. flutter to the ground. I was like, oh, all right. I don't, I, for, I, I thought I had the key to what like, his name? oh, man, I don't know. But he was also short and bald and. I love nose beers. Pa Patrick? Pat? Man, I, that, I think it was Patrick. He, he fucking vanished like a fart in the wind, though. Yeah. And I, they, they had tried to open up bottle rockets and, um, uh, Martini Corner there. That's right. Kelpie and James. No, 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 I think this was Todd and, um, what do we agree his name was? Patrick. Patrick. I don't feel, now I'm saying it out loud, I'm not uh, yeah. so comfortable. But, Nose Beers and Todd, uh, <laughs> really had a concept thing. Like they, they that's right, that's they, right. They were, it was called Bottle Rocket, which to this day I think is a great name for a joint. Right? Yeah. And then Todd, he boogied to do uh, La Bodega South, right? Yeah. Is that still around? 
you know, I don't, I don't, this is about as south far as I've made it in a minute. Right. So, yeah. Thanks for having me. Um, so you were at Kansas City Country Club when Joel called you? Correct. Uh, where, what were some of your service industry stops prior to that? Uh, a lot. I mean, I cut my teeth in Lawrence. Okay. Um, you know, I, I did. Home of the uh, 2022 national champion. Your. Rock Chalk. Rock Chalk. Um, but I cut my teeth there. Uh, started um, at the brewery when I was 16, um, bussing tables. Cutting uh, grass during the day and then oh, free state. Free state, okay. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> that's where I, when, you know, I, when I was 14, I I snuck out of my uh, uh, parents, or I'd stay, I was staying with some friends. My parents were out of town. I had uh, snuck out of my friend's house that I was staying at, went back to our house, took the car out to go see a girl, ended up backing the car into uh, her neighbor's uh, car when I was leaving. And... Um, Did you boogie? I left. You know, this was you know two, three o'clock in the morning. I didn't leave a expert card <laughs> on, the, on the windshield. Let's settle this in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Call me. Uh, but for whatever reason, uh, definitely uh, there was a, a a card from a police officer waiting for my parents when we got home. So I uh, got a job at Sonic because it was the only place that would hire a fourteen year old, so I could pay back that deductible. And uh, I swore to God I'd never work in a bar or restaurant again. And you know, worked that whole summer for free practically, and, uh, and then just never left. So forty years later, <laughs> still, still doing the damn thing. So from the brewery to G Willikers, then it was at the Hawk for a while. When it before it got, I mean, I was back at the Hawk when it was gross. Like, <laughs> not that it's someplace you want to take your grandparents, <laughs> you know, but it it was sketch. And, and, you know, sketchy as a bar could be in Lawrence. Um, then I worked for uh, the Eagles Lodge for oh, a little wow. while there. Uh, I had a friend who was, um, uh, she was the bar manager, and she had fired a bunch of people for for theft and said that she needed somebody to come in and help out for a couple weekends. And I started working there and just fell in love with those old people, like their stories and, you know. They're, they were just incredible. I didn't make any money, um, but I, you know, it's Lawrence. Right. You, know, you don't need a lot of money. Right. Um, so uh, it was awesome. It was, it was an awesome experience. And then uh, came up to Kansas City, uh, started working um, at a place down south called Aaron's Family Fun Center. I sell to them currently. Are they still open? Oh yeah. Oh, that makes me so happy. Uh, uh, Belton. Yeah. Uh, bowling, Draco. bowling, and uh, a really nice bowling. They yeah. have that private room. Yeah, yeah. And they used to have freaking go karts. They had all of it. And uh, sand volleyball. Sand volleyball. And like a little arcade. And, yep. And I uh, ran their little uh, beverage program for them for a little while when my son was uh, just born. Wow. So this is 18 year, years ago now. Okay. Um, and then from there, I... Was Michelle Jockins, by chance, working there? No. No? Okay. That, that name doesn't... All right. I definitely remember being part of a uh, lawsuit on camera where I had to call in for some sort of... To testify against, I mean, all the... So many craziness has happened since then, but I definitely remember that there was something that I had to testify against there, and then I, th I think I was asked to leave 
relatively soon after Whoa. that. Whoa. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't that bad. No, I mean, but that's that wild. It, yeah. That doesn't happen at every job. It doesn't happen at every job. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was just happy wow. to be poor and somebody's letting me yeah. touch bottles of liquor. Right. Especially at that age. You know, it was definitely a one for you, one for me. Oh, you know, yeah. Uh, that I do not miss. Yeah. The, uh, uh, the, the key... My key contact was recently uh, relieved of her duties there for that very practice. <laughs> I think after 37 gentle warnings, yeah. like, stop doing that. <laughs> um, but and, and then I went to Grinders, and then Grinders is my baby. We oh opened Grinders, and so did that. And that was the first time I, I started managing people, and then the last time I managed people until my current incarnation. Uh, at up down, I was just I, gonna say, is it up down still? Still up down. It's been a seven minute, years, seven years. Yeah. Same Sorry. same track length as your marriage. Yeah, you got a you got a year. Yeah, we got married. Uh, I call it the the summer of Ethan, two thousand fifteen. Was you know my my baseball team kicked ass. We right. we clinched back to back World Series uh, the night before we got married. Uh, we left uh, to the airport for our honeymoon uh, from the parade. So I mean, it was. It was everything was you know coming up Millhouse at that point. It was, <laughs> it was it was truly the summer of Ethan. It was it was absolutely. And then you know I mean I money in my pocket. Sure. And, yeah. So. Uh, and the gig there is like d- drinks, a little bit of food, and video retro video games, right? Yeah, I mean if we're being honest, it's you know al- alcohol sells. Everything's alcohol. But yeah, we we uh, we have some pizza and. Uh, uh, walking tacos and because uh, the the state makes us <laughs> sure sure <laughs> you gotta sell food um and then we have uh vintage games okay it's a it, it's awesome do know? people respect the vintage games or do they f- wind up under maintenance they, off? yeah i mean I, I don't think anybody i'm sure there's people that come through that 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 have some sort of uh um respect for them but most of them you know these games were designed to be played by 10 year olds in 1989 and not by full-grown men that are fueled by alcohol and red bull in you know 2022 so yeah i mean it's a lot of work keeping them going um i bet are there are there crowd favorites uh or how many games are there Right now, I think we got about about fifty cabinets on the floor with about eighteen. That's not true. About fifteen uh, pinball uh, machines. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, it's cool, man. Like I was uh, definitely not a planned birth. My brothers were significantly older than me, and uh, they would go to the mall and. Um, go talk to girls and they'd drop me off at the arcade and it's like I grew up around those machines so to me they're so you know, cabinet mean is the stand up yes yeah, or yeah so our arcade cabinets is okay wow I guess it really is a, if you look at the size of one of those things mm-hmm. what's functioning it is relatively small in comparison to the whole piece of furniture so a cabinet is an appropriate name it sounds like absolutely okay and, and the technology wasn't quite what it was we still use you know uh, modern not we, we we stay away from modern monitors so we're, we're still trying to use uh, as close to the actual um product as there was now every year those thing these machines get you know more and more um used and and the parts become more and more scarce uh but um yeah it's it, for, for right now it's still a viable product right <laughs> I mean, is there a dragon's lair in there 
Uh, no. No. Uh, Dragon's Lair is, is a strange one. It's a it's a laser disc. Um, so it it's it's hard drive is really like what was the precursor to a laser disc player. So, um, that technology is, ain't nobody fucking with that anymore. Man, you got to be pretty smart, and uh, it's a real it's a it's a real niche game. You know, yeah. there's not a lot there's not a lot of replay value. I mean, it, the reason why I think dudes like us remember it is because the graphics were insane, right? Totally insane, and always like the coolest or the older kids were playing. Yeah, right. Yeah, because like, it was so wild but uh yeah those and I, I mean you could you feed a whatever most games back then were a quarter that one was probably 50 cents or a yeah, buck yeah and you would take like three steps and get Dead. murdered and Dead. then you're like wait what yeah that was my whole like afternoon like uh, <laughs> game allowance like i just not fool me once yeah. <laughs> dragon's lair oh but what i mean like it's so appealing like i mean such a cool memory to be like holy sh this is you know That's dragon's lair is um like seeing that game in comparison to what its peers were at the time mm -hmm. is what i think of every time i see an ad for a new video game yeah and they show you like some insane sequence of graphics mm -hmm. and the whole world knows that now they know that when you put the game in, it's not going to look like that. <laughs> but Dra Dragon's Lair was well, like, yeah. it, 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 no, come play. It looks like this. It was the cover art of the Atari game come to life. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Whatever. There was yeah. you know, so much detail and yeah. intrigue and drama on the cover and I feel of the like, Atari box. I feel like even the couple squares, yeah. you know, just kind of. Even the chick squares. you were trying to save, I was like, yeah. I've, oh my God. I'd never had a boner before, yeah. but I do now. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> I can get behind this dragon's lair thing. Right, right. But yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah, that's a, that's a niche game you don't see a lot of. So, t two older brothers, two older brothers, um, and a, uh, um, a younger sister. Okay, a half sister. Um, but our age group. I mean, my sister was thirteen when I was born. Um, so I mean, I was well on my way to being an asshole, and my brothers were fully formed assholes when i was born so we don't it's not a close family okay not a, not a lot of uh you're, you're not being other. facetious no sir oh no oh. No, no no yeah they were i love my brothers i love my sister we're not close but you're the baby uh my sister technically is the baby i'm the baby of my parents okay okay um so how how, how old were your brothers when you were born my the oldest was 13 and the younger one was 11. So they're like on the verge of rolling out of high school and dumping a four or five year old you in the arcade. Mm -hmm. oh, <laughs> and yeah. like, don't get in trouble. Oh, absolutely. Okay. It's a different time, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh man. So. I know. Um, and he, this is Lawrence. This is Wichita then. Okay. Then Lawrence in 84. Okay. Uh, Wichita 77 through 84. And then, uh, Lawrence 84 till, Infinity. Infinity. Yeah. Uh, your folks met. Uh, my 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 parents were um, kindergarten sweethearts. They're from Western Kansas. I mean, my mom still had my dad's valentines from from kindergarten. Like, yeah, like they were their, they were each other's only people, as far as I know. Right. You know, as far as I want to know. Right. Uh, forever until they weren't. So, right. Um, and then my uh, stepdad um, came into the picture and. Uh, um, 1982, and that's okay. how, that's how we got to Lawrence. And are they still? 
Uh, my mom passed about oh. six years ago. My stepdad passed uh, COVID. Yeah, it's been a little, about a year now. Wow. Uh, were you... <laughs> uh, were you still in touch with him after she was gone? No, no, not 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 as much as I should have. Okay, I I mean, uh, I I lied about my mom dying actually, which is such a bad, terrible thing to lie about. To who? To people that would ask about my family history, just because I didn't want to talk about it. Like I really like really was just holy shit, man. I was embarrassed about my my shit. Like I didn't, I you know now that I'm older and I know that everybody's family's fucked up, I just didn't want to talk about my fucked up shit, and it was easier to like explain that she was gone as opposed to explain that like it's just a really tumultuous bad relationship so between you and her mm-hmm. yeah oh. it was i mean she loved me and i loved her sure and like you know this is like a lot of shit that i'm really trying to work through like right now currently like you know i had a good cry this past mother's day and like really oh, like, shit. try to process this shit and my wife is helping me work through it but uh you know there's a my mom loved me unconditionally but you know she was a She's a crazy person, aren't we all? I mean, we all. We yeah, all, yeah. I, I know I am. Oh, dude. Uh, so uh, I don't blame her. I don't. I don't hold any animosity to her. But there was, there was like, I had to detach myself from my family so I could have some sort of life for myself. You know, like I was just, I was constantly sad or upset, and you know, self-medicating with sure. uh, whatever it was. Fill to, in the blank. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I was constantly trying to like not deal with that shit and was I constantly felt ashamed and constantly felt pressured by them um so it was easy for me to just like i'm just gonna put push this away and then try to figure out my own shit and then when it was time to like revisit it it was you know i, I mean I, I, who were you lying to like just, just people in your life yeah just people in my life like generally saying like, like she's she's just not in the picture yeah would oh. just be like, they'd be like you know like what's up for christmas or you know like whatever you're like what are you doing for thanksgiving are you going to be with your family you know or what's your family doing for whatever the the question would be and then finally i just i would just be like are women in my life you know, oh. or, you know like i would just be like no my mom's dead i just don't I don't want you to meet him. I don't want you to be around it. I, I don't want you to see my crazy. Okay. Um, so that's a good. Women never find out the truth. That's a, a good. Absolutely, good absolutely. If if you just and and if you double down on that lie, <laughs> that's really where it gets cool. And, and then you, you know you feel you feel good every morning too. When you wake up as a fucking liar. Oh man, I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ready to king lie. King of the world. Ready to lie all day long. <laughs> but uh, before know, I uh, learn. before I gargle some mouthwash, I need to revisit what yesterday's <laughs> lies were, so I have my story <laughs> kind of straight for today. Um, so is is Dad still alive? Or I don't know. Don't know. I don't know. So how long has it been? Um, two two thousand and two was when my son was born. Two thousand two. Twenty years. Was a conscious effort? You're like out of this, or well, he, just he, drifting, or he, I mean, he was a fucking twat too. So uh, you know, acorns that sucks and trees. For a couple that. pair of uh, kindergarten sweethearts. You'd think they'd be benevolent and I think nurturing. They, I think that they found each other's crazy really early on, and oh. I think, and, and and it worked and made it work. Mm-hmm. Wow, especially in a small town, and they were intellectuals and they were smart, and you know, they were uh, bohemian and and hippies and and free thinkers and. You know, dicks. <laughs> um, is it K A Y D E N, Caden? Uh, no, it's C A E D E N. C A E. Named after my uh, ex-wife, baby mama, uh, middle sister. 
uh, her older sister, her middle, her middle name was K C A E. And that's where the spelling came from. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it would, she had came to live with us while, man, this is, this is, this is heavy shit. I'm t- I'm... <laughs> Cannibal. <laughs> Candy Graham. Cannibal. Uh, so I, I met my ex-wife uh, in Wichita. I didn't, I don't recall that you guys were married. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we, I got her pregnant. So I thought that's what you did. Sure. Right. Like I thought that was, the, this is like this high is, school-ish, college-ish. This is, this is, 2001 and I'm living in down in Wichita working at a warehouse music oh wow music right hey, hey. there we go <laughs> it all, uh, and you know selling shitty beer at a bar um, and I met her and she was just finished up college and was going to move up to Chicago and asked if I wanted to move with her. And I was like, anything to get out of Wichita. Was she going to Wichita State? She did go to Wichita okay. State. She, yeah, she graduated from Wichita State um, and had a job offer up in Chicago. Yeah, Shockers. We, 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 we. I, mean. <laughs> I got wrong, wrong gesture. Yeah, My bad. That's right. That's right. I'm, I'm trying to rock out. <laughs> Don't rock out if you're supposed to keep. Shocking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good advice. That's a knuckle tattoo. <laughs> Don't rock out if you're trying to be shocking. Uh, it's, a, it's a knuckle tattoo that'll make your arms tired yeah. while people have to read the whole thing. <laughs> get my readers on. <laughs> so anything to get out of Wichita, anything you're, you're Chicago Wichita. bound. Yeah. And uh, um, last moment, she's like, ah, I'm going to take a job in Kansas City instead. And I thought, well, oh, okay, again, anything to get out of Wichita. Worst case scenario, I so can jump back over to Lawrence. We're going that way now instead of this way. Yeah, All right, I'm, yeah. a, I'm on board. Exactly. And uh, she, um, uh, the, so we come up to Kansas City. We have all these uh, appointments to look at uh, apartments, and it's the ice storm. So we, we oh. drive up from Wichita during the ice storm. I mean, that's like a f- seven-week. Winter yeah. of 02. Yeah, it's like a seven-day journey to get up here, whatever it was, 20 hours, something ridiculous. There's only one place that'll still show us the apartment. It's like at 119th and row. We end up taking it. Close to a Winstead's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And that's, and that's where I got the, uh, the Aaron's job because it was already that far out there. Okay. Uh, and, um, move into this apartment. I mean, I didn't know much about Kansas city from being from Lawrence because to me, Kansas city was, you know, Royals and Chiefs, yeah. uh, Worlds of Fun, yeah. Oak Park Mall, and Hooters. Right, you know, like I, everything else, everything I wanted to do was in Lawrence. Every drug I wanted to take, every girl I wanted to talk to, every show I wanted to see, all of it was in Lawrence. So um, I didn't. Cut that's it. where I would go in high school. Yeah, uh, junior, senior year. I can't tell you how many times. It's like, just a lot easier. Yeah, you know. I mean, you, I mean, I, I I discovered how cool Kansas City was, but it, you know, you kind of need a tour guide or somebody to show you the least right where to start. Right, like, there's 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 a lot of you know shit you got to dig to especially back then um but so we're living out like 119th and and all her her sister ends up and uh coming to live with us um the day that her sister's coming to live with us she tells me that she's pregnant like this is like 23 year old me like i've done 
an amazing job of keeping stress out of my life. Like I have just like, and all this just like starts, you know, coming at me very fast. Life starts happening very, very quickly. Uh, There's a Ferris Bueller quote in there somewhere. There very much is. uh, Keep an eye on it. Uh, Stop and smell your feet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah. But so we got this fucking apartment I don't want in a neighborhood that could not be any more scary to me. It's, it's posh. I mean, there was like a Dean and DeLuca before. Like it was like the first Dean and DeLuca outside of like DeLucaville, mm-hmm, you know, wherever mm-hmm. those things. Like it was awful. Like I hated it. And there's nowhere you could go get a drink. Um, and her sister comes lives with us. Her sister's the raddest woman ever. She had she was she was with a guy. It, it was it was tumultuous. Um, she stays with us for about a week. I have the best time with her. She's she's so rad. Uh, she, you know, I started feeling comfortable in the house. She 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 moves back uh in with the dude the night that she was back in with the dude she ends up offing herself no yeah God with, damn. With, with with a pistol and like you know women don't shoot themselves like that's not a thing women do so like oh, man it was such a th- it was such a thing and like this whole my whole life was stress-free like that was my claim to fame like just you know long hair don't care you know like just it's all good ethan brown yeah, just stress-free stress-free man like that was my main goal and uh, so we went with um, Cade, and uh, I know now that the 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 Aidens and the Cadens and the Jadens of the world are taking it on the chin. So for that, I uh, I sympathize with my son as a man named Ethan. You know, like I you know I've definitely fought over my name before. Sure. Too. Oh oh man, I'm, you know <laughs> I'm, I'm rolling up my sleeves just thinking <laughs> like, about it. Right, exactly. What she got some facts of life jokes? Yeah, what, let's what go. We? Let's go. Little like, witch project. What do you got? <laughs> I've heard them all. Exactly. Uh, see, so you said he just finished freshman year at KU. He did. Well, I mean, not not yet, but uh, the finals week. Sure. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's wrapping up his he's, first year. I maybe met him twice, but I distinctly recall feeling like he was a very intelligent human being. Yeah, he, I, I think I think he is. He's uh, he's. Uh, focused as much as a young person can be and uh he seems to really understand uh you know if if, if we set out a, a goal he, he's really good at working towards that goal and if, and if we have to end up pivoting or, sure. or changing throughout the ways he's, he's he's adaptable that way but oh he's man good. that's he's huge. very good at like i'm like hey brother like let's let's just have a plan this entire because my whole life was just like yeah whatever Figure it out. Yeah, and I enjoyed that. That's what I wanted. I just did not want that for him. Right. I had a lot of unnecessary uh, headaches and. Uh, um, was choosing Ku always a hundred percent direct, certain, or was he weighing? I mean, he wanted to go to Ku, but you know, I uh, very much was like, you know, University of Southwest Traffic Way or <laughs> you know Joko or something mm-hmm. because you know like it's just it's a waste of money, man. I mean like. I, I won't bore you with the numbers. It's, it's astronomical. Yeah. Like from when I went, and, you know, my last year was 2000. His first year in, in 20, uh, 2022 is, I mean, it, it's tenfold it's, or it's, it's, it's apples and Volkswagens. It's, <laughs> it's not even the same fucking conversation. But wow. It's fucking. I can't bad. wait. Well, his, his stepdad is a rad dude. Okay. Shout out to Jeff. Uh, um, he's a rad dude. And it's a, an attorney and he's he's done well for himself and is, is helping out he is definitely carrying the lion's share okay this. and so that made it a lot easier and then also i really appreciate the, the shout out yeah. i mean the, <laughs> i love it i love my I, no i, I mean a, but also like shout outs have become kind of 
but if you're legit, you have a real one and you got like, you know, yeah. Right. Um, so 2007, I have 2006 kind of somewhere in 2006, 2008 is where I have foundry Mm -hmm. rattling around. That sounds about right. Um, and I remember coming over to your place, um, maybe we were just watching Monday night football or something. Uh, but I have the memory of a little piece of a conversation from that evening that led me to believe that things weren't, uh, all smiles and and rainbows between you and his mom at that time. Yeah. I mean, I, I think again, I mean, I like my father and his father before him, you know, it's kind of a fucking prick and, figuring myself out and I don't I don't think I did her a lot of favors and I don't think there was any reason for her to probably cut me any slack okay so, um, so that's f- what 15 years ago how, how yeah. have things been since great I mean okay. I, think, I think there was a there was there was a sh- there was definitely a, a paradigm shift um, within the last seven or eight years where I started dealing with with Jeff a lot more and uh, Alyssa less um, oh and I think that I think that was probably just that was her and I have history. I mean, fuck, we were married. Yeah, like, you know, like so it was a lot more personal with him. Uh, Straight was, to business. It, it, well, yeah, we could we could have. I mean, he's a, he's a, an attorney. I'm I'm definitely going to break the record for fucks. And oh, <laughs> please <laughs> shoot for the stars. <laughs> it might be I cumulative. Mean. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. I don't always swear, but it's all good. If I'm speaking, then I probably. Uh, I, I don't remember if it was. I mean, so many things flash before our eyes these days, but uh, a meme or something. And I want to attribute this to Kurt Vonnegut, but it's probably somebody totally different. And the line was uh, people swear because they don't have anything good or real to say. And I think at at a time not too long ago uh, that there was some merit to that, but swearing certain, certain portions of swearing have become so much a part of the language Absolutely. that if you in a certain situation leave a word out like it doesn't it doesn't have that snap or that hit to it so yeah <laughs> i've spent um the first 85 percent of my kids lives being like you know it's rude to swear and you shouldn't swear and mm-hmm. and then they get old enough and hear me on bluetooth calls or, or <laughs> yeah. see this yeah and they're like Really? I'm yeah. like, uh, sorry about that. Yeah, do what I say, not as a do type thing. Um, so it's, things shifted to Jeff. Is it because, like, I what I envision, and tell me if I'm wrong, is like communicating over the m- smallest, most unimportant detail can't happen without like friction of some sort or. Well, I, yeah, that and uh, there was just there was a lot of unnecessariness, like uh, going back and forth, like. And he he started becoming a young man, you know. He started becoming a, a little more of a person, and uh, I think there was definitely some 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 dad work that could be, could have been done. And you know, I, I very much wanted. They moved to um, Paola, right? Um, about the time Foundry opened, okay. Which uh, for all intents and purposes, like took him out of my life. I mean, it, I mean, you, know, you didn't have wheels didn't, no, for a I, second. I you know, like I said when when you know. I pulled up in the in the Subaru. Like I mean, I'm I'm about as anti car as you can get. Right, I right. love public transportation. Always love public sure. transportation. Like 
you know, walking. And if I, if I can't walk there, do I, do I really need to go? Like, I mean, I feel like what the, the, for whatever reason, uh, afternoon that became an evening that became who knows what at Shea Charlie <laughs> being served drinks by Jessica Kyle Murray, mm-hmm. where, uh, apparently, uh, people were really surprised at how much I was green lighting and promoting the use of LSD. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, well, I don't, what do you mean? Is it not everybody's on the same page? It's a fantastic drug. But I remember either the comings or the goings of that. Like you had said, yeah, I'll see, I'll, I'll, walk, I'll walk over there. And then I was like, it's a funny thing to say. And then I like f- actually saw you walk. I was like, Oh, he, he's, he's <laughs> getting around on foot. Like our ancestors. <laughs> <laughs> so that man, yeah, effectively takes him out. Um, yeah. And, and, and I don't think that was intention on their part. Right. They, right. He, his, uh, he was opening a law practice in, in Paola. Like it, there was a, there was a plan. It wasn't, you know, fuck dad. Right. Uh, is that like Olathe ish? I can never. Re- oh no, man. It's like, uh, it's like 15, 20 miles, uh, South of, uh, Pleasant like, Hill. Oh, okay. Or not Pleasant Hill. I'm sorry. Um, Spring Hill. Spring Hill. Okay. Thank you, thank that is you. not a stone's throw. It is not. I mean, it's 45 minutes, 50, 50 minute drive each way. So, um, that's a big ask, you know, for the casual weekend girlfriend with the car or even the downtime homie to be like, Hey man. Uh, and they, and they did what they could again. They didn't, they didn't shut me out. Uh, but, but you know, I mean, I, I, I definitely took a seat on the bench and I got really jaded about that. You know, like the, God, there's a reason could why you not, I mean, there's a reason why I stayed bartending, right? Like, I mean, I could have been somebody, <laughs> no, but I like, I, I stayed bartending so I could be with him during the day. And my thing was always like, I'll stay with him until he can communicate and he can tell me what's going on. And then I'll let him go to, you know, daycare, childcare, whatever it may be, whatever the next step was going to be. Um, but then I, you know, I got fucking selfish. I was so, it was such a part of my life. I just loved being with him. I was like, well, I'm not giving him up. I'll just, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather him hang out with me. Right. And then, you know, I'll work at night. And, uh, you know, that worked while, while we were together, but, um, uh, at a certain point, uh, it, you know, it, it didn't, there's something about being in a bar every day of your life, especially at that age, that's not conducive to, you know, being a good husband. <laughs> um, don't I know? Yeah. Yeah. But I, but I'd love my son, you know, yeah. I love my son. I was my partner and, and, and still is, you know? Um, so, uh, so he gets taken out. How long is it? Is, does that feeling or how long is that the reality like for for probably four-ish years okay. i don't know that, that that was kind of a blurred sure time frame so especially he's with minimal fatherly duties to to keep me grounded and so when it shifts away from that he's not like 13-ish or a teenager so, or so like when i come when when i you know when they definitely ask when jeff is like hey man like where he's starting to get to a, a point where he's talking back. He's, you know, he's testing his boundaries. He's being, he's being a young person. So he's seeing, seeing what he can get away with. And, uh, so I think he's probably about 13 ish, you know, 12, 13 at, the, at that point. And then, um, he comes to stay with, um, Tara and I, and we're living above buzzer beach and that, bullshit. Well, I mean that it's not buzzer. I say above buzzer beach, but above, uh, uh, Westport Saloon, the third story of that place over there. That's where I went. Like that was my, like Nick Cage, 
place. You know, I was going to go there and like, you know, I had four years to get him to college and then I was going to, you know, leave in Las Vegas it, again. Bro. <laughs> I mean, I mean God, you got to have, a, again, have a plan. Right. Be working towards something. Yeah. You know, always working towards something. Uh, but, you know, and then I met my wife and, you know, had a change of heart. Um, but he was coming and staying there. That definitely was not a place for a young man to be regardless of how much we spruced it Tiny up. town or? Uh, it was just, I mean, we were space. right in the middle of Westport yeah. in an old ass building. He was staying, we, had, we carved out a little room over in like some like overfill of buzzards uh, storage, you know, like 50 years of buzzard, just, you know, five gallon buckets full of nails and old bar swag and boxes of schnapps and whatever it may be. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it was that is quite the picture. Yeah. And, and you know, that's literally what it was. And the, the first three story building ever built in Kansas city, uh-uh. the bricks were actually dried there. I mean, if you please don't do this, uh, but you can go up to them and, and you can carve your thumb into the, the brick. Like they're, they're that soft. It's, it's, I didn't know bricks got soft eventually. They, were, they yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> not not all bricks, but right. these are sun dried bricks. <laughs> like they weren't fire. Oh, like these were these were actual sun dried. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Like you can see them. There's there's parts where they've like you know fixed that building. Um, I'm not sure what's there. I know Travis uh, uh, had to close the uh, the saloon. I'm not I'm not sure what's. I think West, probably, I'm having a hard time picturing Westport Saloon. So it's it's in the alleyway there, right there. So if, if Buzzard's right in the middle, uh, just east. Um, you know, Harry's is here, mm-hmm. the alleyways here, mm-hmm. it's whatever. Uh, uh, it's uh, it's been garage. 50 things. Yeah. Yes. RC's garage. It, okay. Toys Pizza. Yes. Toys Pizza. Okay. Sure. Okay. So he's staying, he's coming and staying with you a little bit of each week during that time. Yeah, he just comes and stays with us. They, he, they, like, like moved there? Yeah. He came and stayed with us and like, we, Nuh-uh. yeah, like, I mean, it was like school change and everything. Uh, it was a summer. So okay. there wasn't a school there and it was, um, you know, like, Hey, let's, Let's figure this shit out. Like, you know, and like, I'd always been weekend dad, cool time, you know, ice cream dad, you know, like it's very easy. And he was just like, yeah, I want to live with you. And I'm like, motherfucker, I don't think you do. <laughs> like, um, I was like, I'd love that. Ain't no two scoops up in here. Yeah, I mean, yeah exactly. Like I, I, I would love nothing more, but I, I don't, it's not, you know, it's not just ice cream, buddy. Like I have real responsibilities for me. And the first time that you talk back, I, you know, I'm going to fuck you up. Like just... I'm not going to hurt you, but like, you're going to, we're going to, I'm going to hold you to some standards. Right. Like, like it, we're, if you want to be a young man and like, I, I thought we had a plan. I thought we, you know, our thing was always be polite, have a hobby, get good grades. That's it. It's a good uh, motto. Yeah. That, that was it. That, that, uh, that was also, our, that was our, maybe a good, good knuckle tattoo. Uh, you know, or, or, <laughs> uh, but, uh, but that was like our core, man. That was like always our shit. Like that's from like day one. I'm like, brother, like, you know, do this. Do have this plan going forward, and everything will be so much easier for you. And besides the hobby part, which is you know gray area, he, he's done a very good job of it. How did that summer go? Awesome, awesome. really? Yeah, he didn't. Yeah. It wasn't like it. insane friction, and you just figured it out just in time for him to zip. It was good. Yeah. Good for everybody, get, yeah. including especially, Jeff and especially and for them who had just had another little one at the okay. time. Okay. And, um, and they did their thing, and then it very much was like, "Hey, uh, let's let's bring Caden back into the fold." I think we've you know cooler heads have prevailed and everything. And I should have just said no. 
I should have just said, no, we'll figure it out. You know. What? So it, in, the, in the beginning, it wasn't just a summer plan. It was like, no, he's going to live there now. But then, then said, yes. they backpedaled. Well, then we, set, we had to start figuring out schools and stuff. And they had, at this time, they had moved to uh, South Johnson County. He okay. had gone to Blue Valley School District. I was like, man, this is like, it's one of the best school districts in the nation, dude. Like, I mean, you, over here, like, you're going to, you know, you might learn how to, you might learn the metric system, you know, right. like, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it, it's going to be honorary. Like you're a white boy. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be an, and, and he's a sweet kid. You know, yeah. The, the polite thing. He, he's a, he's a kind kid. And, uh, so I, I thought I was doing him a favor by, by sending him. And, and I, and I think, and you know, I'm glad he went and got to experience that, but it, it set us back, uh, another year. And then a year after, uh, living with, um, his mom and, and stepdad again, it, it, it got to a point where it was, he he needed like something more than they could currently give him. Really? Yeah, and 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 I can't speak to it because I wasn't there. Right. You know, I know I know, I know their side of the story. I know his side of the story. I don't hold anybody accountable. Sure. For it. I, so um, what was the what, what what did you guys do? I got his ass. Oh. And he came and he stayed with us. And okay. He, and, he, and he lived with us through high school. Uh, he went to uh, Kansas City East, which is not Blue Valley West. Uh, I don't he, even you know. know. Just straight east. Yeah, I don't well, even know the crossroads. Uh, I mean, I would, I'd have to Google it. Sure. Um, but, uh, what's it near? Man. Were you, were you in Strawberry Hill at the time? Yeah, we were in Strawberry okay. Hill. So I mean, I'm not getting anybody in trouble, but a friend was a, uh, a, a, a vice principal over there and they had a pathway program. Um, and you know, I, I needed to get him in school. Like, like we, we were, it wasn't, uh, we had a, definitely a time frame and it, something needed to happen. Um, quickly, and so we got him into East, and they he at the time he wanted to be a nurse, um, and so he could go through this pathway program, earn college credits for it, and again working towards something, uh, and have good manners, have a hobby, yeah. get good grades, be polite, get good be grades, polite. have a hobby. Okay, yeah. um, but so it, it, he ended up going there. I mean, there was there's something like children from like. 115 different countries or something that were at, at East at the time, like the most diverse high school in Kansas city by far. Also not blue Valley West, <laughs> not blue Valley West. I mean, uh, and, and I, and I think he really, really was like hitting a stride and then, and then COVID happened. Right. And he spent, oh, fuck, yeah. he spent two fucking years in a little house on strawberry Hill with me and Tara. And, uh, you know, it was, it was hard for him. Like he, his Doing friends virtual were virtual learning. Yeah. He did virtual learning. I mean, he took like, like nine AP classes or CP classes, his second semester, his senior year. And like, they're like, we've never had a student that's, that's taken this many. Cre- I mean, he, that's what's up. Yeah. That's, that's what's my up. Boy. That's what I mean. Like, dude, like the, you know, the parent teacher conferences and shit. I was just like, you know, like, mm-hmm. can you say that again, please? Yeah, please. Like, <laughs> fuck. You know, some, so when he's staying with you, does he go out there and hang occasionally or with his, with, yeah, to mom and stepdads? Um, I think there was definitely a, a period of like adjustment time, but okay. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And they started doing, I mean, it's just like flipped it, you know, he would go spend weekends with them sure. or, uh, um, you know, holidays or, or whatever. And, uh, and then, you know, COVID ended and, you know, I, I, I we all agreed that we should, make KU happen if at all possible strictly for socialization reasons, you know, like like that the kids suffered enough and he's smart enough. He's earned the right to go to a four-year school if he wants to go to a four-year school. And then, so we sent him to KU, even though I would, you know, 
two, three years ago, I'd have been like, you know, see a Southwest Trafficway. All, you know, yeah. Yeah. That's hundred percent. So he, so that, that was it. He stayed and, and, and graduated living under your roof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then does that mean that you wound up paying out of state for KU or do they, no, his, his mom and, and Jeff live in Lawrence now and they, they moved. Oh, there. Um, what happened to payola? Well, they moved to South Johnson County and then, and he ended up, uh, that, you know, I don't ask enough questions okay. about this, but, you know, lawyers, man. Right, you know, right. I just they, call they've him, got it I figured just, out. It, yeah, I just call he, him when I need him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he can use their address. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, and, mm-hmm. and did he did he dorm it up? Was he in Naismith? Or? He's right across from Naismith. Uh, if you said the name of it, I wouldn't know. I could check on Not uh, Corbin. It's where Oliver was. Oh, okay. It's on the other side of Oliver. It's, okay. It's, uh, it's very nice. It's rel- It's new. Um, and his first semester, he actually like worked in the cafeteria. Oh, wow. It's like a, it's like a quad. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's a couple dudes that he knows that went to Blue Valley. Um, and so he, he kept up, some friendships. Yeah. Some good awesome, ones. Awesome. Some, some good ones. I, I think he definitely like and did he some fat and have some homies from East too. Um, uh, not that are at KU that I that I know of. He definitely has some friends that he's still in contact in contact with. with yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. The the problem he he got one full year of of yeast of yeast uh, east in person, and then two years of uh, man in person, two fucking or, years or online. Wow, two two full years. I mean, they they started going back in person, but like at that point, I was like, you know, just balls deep with COVID stuff at the bar, and. uh you know, we were driving. He wasn't, he didn't, we didn't live anywhere close to East. Fuck, we lived in Kansas. You right. Know? Like, so like, I was just like, hey, can we can keep remote learning at the time? And um, they, they, they were good. They, they worked with us. That's so, cool. Yeah, it was cool. So now all, all the relationships are like, I as, think so. I mean, I can only speak to my, I know, I know, but I mean, I uh, feel good. There's not situations you have to tiptoe around. I mean, they're he, he and no. Tara. I mean, get along ish. They don't fight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. Okay. Um, wow. Uh, and then, so they're the baby they had is how old now? So they have a little boy. I think he's probably seven now. Just, and then they have a, they have a little girl and I think she's probably four. Okay. Man, I am stabbing in the dark. It's, but I'm yeah. curious. To just is does Caden have any kind of? Is he interested yeah. in them yeah. as humans? Uh, yeah, okay. and and I think there was definitely a, a selfish period, uh, but uh, you know they're finishing up finals this week, trying to figure out a time where he can come up and stay for a while. Um, but his mom is going to Italy for a while, and he was going to go and spend some hardcore time with his brother and sister and her before she leaves. So I think he's he understands that you know. Cool. Being a being a big brother is an important hat that he wears. So you said um, when they did move to Paola, like uh, being without wheels, significant ask for a girlfriend or a homie. Uh, fast forward to Tara coming into your life. I would assume that she's made some significant contributions time Absolutely. and time and energy wise Absolutely. and Absolutely. just a lot of, I would assume a, a lot of gratitude and thanks for that. And Absolutely. how, like one of those deals where, um, like, I mean, how, how would you have navigated that all by yourself? I, oh, mean, I would have, especially like, you know, emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think 
being a step parent is, is, is I, I'm not a step parent, but, uh, I, I had step parents, um, that I loved and, uh, I have some amazing, you know, Tara, my wife being a step parent, Jeff being a stepdad, like it's a thankless fucking job. If Dude, you do, if you do it perfectly, it's, a I think it's at job. the top of the thankless, thankless up, job list. It's, it's up there. It's really, really up there. So, um, you know, a, a straight up hats off to all the that's awesome parents out there that are doing the damn thing. So was he, uh, I mean, did he, was he part along for the ride for, to this, towards this national championship? Or is he interested in that? Or? Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, he, he's his father's son. Okay. For sure. Excellent. For sure. Nice work. Yeah. yeah absolutely. That's so fun. Yeah. Um, I feel like, do you remember the great space coaster? It was um, cartoon uh, pinball machine. No, it was a sh- <laughs> prostitute. <laughs> Ronald Reagan. Yeah, yeah. Things uh, Mike Cox says. <laughs> it was a television show that would air maybe in the more. I just I, I remember Sesame Street and Electric Company and the Great Space Coaster, and it was like I remember the- get on board, yeah, step like- inside. Going for a magic, and it was like kind of animated, but maybe also with puppets and then real people. Yeah, like, but but really, the intro song uh, is what uh, stuck around, you know. Um, and it, it was edu- it was a PBS, it was educational. Yeah. Uh, but it just occurred to me in getting ready for this that I feel like every text exchange with you is an episode of the Great Space Ghost. <laughs> In a good way, I hope. <laughs> the best possible way. Yeah, like I'm, I'm a ding dong. I mean, I don't have uh, correspondence like that with anybody else. It's just, uh, I mean, well, I definitely I, knew I was going to lower the bar. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, like I have uh, some. Dis- I don't know why per se. Maybe it was the DJing thing. I don't know, but I have. I mean, I I wanted you to do this because. I know that music has been a part of your <clears throat> part of your life and something that you love. And, and you said, I think you're over remembering my Savoir Fair. I don't even know how to pronounce that. <laughs> yeah. um, but I was like, what? Why? Why would you think that? I mean, you have uh, knowledge and experience with music that I admire. And so why, n- why not you? Well, thank you for having me. Um, and, uh, and so then, uh, some time went by and then we were like, then we, you know, uh, get down to brass tacks and it's like talking albums and talking dates and, yeah, yeah. and you're like, okay, so here's what I'm thinking and here's, uh, you know, when might work and so on and so forth. And then a little, little, just a little bit of time went by and then you're like, by the way, I'm in New Orleans to pick up that championship trophy personally. I got the TCB tattoo before the game. Oh man. You know Elvis? <clears throat> I don't know what that means. Elvis? Like, Presley? No. He stole a bunch of... He's rock and roll singer. Yeah, no. I, I know of him. <laughs> yeah. He stole... In, is this like the... the genre. Of, Led Zeppelin and the blues No, he just wore, he wore a, a TCB necklace. It was like probably his most famous oh. uh, accoutrement. Okay. Besides, you know, frilly jumpsuits. And sure. Stuff. But the, 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 the TCB... Uh, necklace was a was a like a staple in his uh, his garb, okay. Especially in the later years, but it taking care of business. Oh, like 
he he shouldn't be we shouldn't be giving credit to Bachman Turner Overdrive for that. It was somebody well, that's a, somebody else. That's a, that's a, that's it's debatable. Okay. <laughs> um, but so Mondays um, are a treat. Uh, I scoop Garfield. scoop um, them and hustle back to the house and try to like just get whatever progress on homework we can yeah until and and that's like a, a 40 minute window and then they have back-to-back piano lessons and then i take her out to martin city for gymnastics and he's usually either got some soccer or some baseball something or other to be so i'm literally driving for yeah. hours yeah, yeah so i'm sitting in the parking lot uh of the gymnastics place uh when tip-off happens so most of the first half was audio, but it was going well. Mm-hmm. When when half the halftime horn sounded, I was like, I feel eerie, reminiscent of Ku coughing up. You know, like this is I got a bad Han, Han Solo. I got yeah. a bad feeling about this. Yeah. Um, but then <clears throat> we were home, and I had just spring break had just happened, and and I took the kids. And had just gotten a new television and a new TV stand, and it was a very significant upgrade. Yeah. Um, so we got to watch uh, the second half, and I mean, my daughter, she, I took a picture of her at halftime, and she was pissed. And then she didn't make it to the end. My boy stayed up till the end and watched a few highlights, and uh, somewhere in the jumble of you know, the glee of the celebration and, and trying to get people upstairs and teeth brushed. I got a text from you. Told you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I love it. I, n- I never wavered. I, 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 I didn't. I, I did mean, not. So did you roll down there solo? I, well, yes and no. Um, my, my boss, uh, slash friend, um, had just purchased a home down there with his lady friend and they were taking ownership um, that weekend of, okay. their, of their new home. They had an Airbnb. They had an extra room. Um, I had texted uh, them uh, after the Villanova wind, you know. What a ride. Uh, yeah, just feeling great. Like, hey, I might I might come down. And then they were like, actually, I texted them after the Miami wind because okay. I, had, I, had, I, had, I was definitely feeling great. And I said, hey, I might come down for the Final Four. Um, and he was like, yeah, absolutely, do it, come down. And then I sobered up and, you know, realized what, what it cost to get a flight on, you know, a couple weeks' notice, uh, you know, a hotel room, whatever it may be. Like, um, it, it was it was an embarrassing amount of money. And yeah. I was like, I was like yeah, I'm, I'm not doing that. And then... Um, I meant to type sitting on my couch, but it's <laughs> coming down. Yeah. It came out. Yeah. So, but they were just like, man, this is an opportunity. And like, my wife said, you got to go. And my boss was pretty much like, dude, just stop making excuses for it. Just get down here. We'll figure out the rest of it. Uh, the, my assistant general manager at work was like, dude, like, go. Like, everyone in my life was just like, go. So I, I went down there, went by myself. Uh, in the Subaru? Uh, I flew. Okay, I flew. you did. All right. I, I did. I, I, I got a. I couldn't fly out until Wednesday, so it was another thing. I was like, "Well, I got to stay an extra day." You know, like there, there were no flights out of New Orleans on Tuesday. Like you, you couldn't, you could, it just didn't happen. Sure. Um, so I flew out on Wednesday, but I, I flew down there um, uh, Saturday, Sunday morning. You know, five o'clock Sunday morning, um, and 
you know, got there around noonish. Uh, they picked me up in the quarter around four or five and just, just did it. And I woke up the next day, like just knowing that we were going to win a national championship. Like, and I am the most pessimistic sports man uh, with good reason. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and I, I never have false confidence, especially with the university of Kansas Jack men's basketball team. And I just was just full of it all day. Just knew it. We're at the, we're at the game. I was like, we're you, second. you, also went you went in the building oh yes sir oh yeah absolutely i wasn't going down there not go to the game right some people i was down there just kicking it outdoors all right that's cool yeah Yeah. and again like if if the final four is in indianapolis you know i'm not going it's new orleans it's one of the great cities of the americas if not the world uh but i and i got to do it by myself no disrespect to my wife is my favorite but at this stage in the game i don't get to travel alone very often you know and uh uh, my boss and, and his lady friend um, went to the game with me. They are rad. They are doing very well for themselves. We drank champagne the entire time. Like, I was at the National Championship game drinking champagne. With raised pinkies? Oh, absolutely raised pinkies. Hell yeah. Uh, I, 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 took, I didn't take anything. I didn't want any, I didn't want any uh, um, uh, you know, souvenirs or, or what have you, but I, I took one of the last crafts we had of the champagne just to remember that, like, how bougie is it to be at, you know, file four drinking champagne? And but I was I was talking shit the whole time. I don't know if it's talking shit or talking confidence, but I was like second half team, like the first one eighty is going to win. Um, and I, I'd never wavered that 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 this wasn't going to be our you know our game to win, dude. And I've so I mean like I, I probably I, I guess that last uh, when uh, Harris uh, stepped out of bounds stepped out of bounds. There might have been. Paquito. <laughs> Professor. How are you feeling? Maso menos. Asi, asi. So, uh, so that, that was it, though. And it was just for a moment and then, and then gone. And it was so much fun. I mean, I was singing the fight song and the alma mater. I took my shirt off and, you know, boys gone wild. I mean, yeah. when, fat boys gone wild. When in New Orleans. Oh, my God, man. Um, and then, I mean, did you, when the game was over, did you just go home and go to straight to bed and well that thing that was i mean i was i was getting up every morning around eight or nine o'clock i, I mean i'm probably over remembering that it's probably closer to nine or ten but uh um but i was getting up every morning and and, and and trying to be a person so uh yeah i was very much tired and and they were such good sports and such good hosts that i like i was so full of joy yeah and, and champagne right uh that i was i was happy to you know we stopped at a bar walking back to uh to the to a Frenchman, they live over. I, I can't think of the neighbor of the neighborhood exactly, but uh, we stopped at a bar on the way over there, and I did a shot with a stranger, and that's all I needed. Perfect. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah, perfect. Ethan yeah. Brown, exactly. <clears throat> Nightcap, <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I mean, huge, huge ask or, or gift, depending on your perspective, uh, on your wife's part. Mm-hmm. I mean, to say. To, to give you the blessing, mm-hmm. but also to encourage you to mm-hmm. go solo. Yeah. Because as fun as it might have been with her, it's real. You said I, I was so full of joy. Uh, I mean, it's really hard to, whether it's a concert or a huge, huge sporting event like that, mm-hmm. to sort of, uh, you know, table your own joy and, you know, like have that compelling feeling to it you know, explain mm-hmm. why 
this that this is an you know like yeah. whatever that could happen a hundred times in a in a tight basketball game absolutely um so that's i'm really happy for you that you got to do that thank you i appreciate um, it i <clears throat> my boy i mean in like three weeks maybe uh he's in this really odd space where um i mean he's three years younger than his sister so a lot a lot of his life has been mimicking and trying to like live up to her expectations. Um, and you know, oftentimes she's, sometimes she embraces it. Sometimes she's, but anyway, I mean like the day that she, I've made one boomerang on Instagram. Okay. Or that I've made one. (laughs) Uh, and it was, it was, we took her training wheels off. And she's kind of just, you know, into the curb and crashing. And like, I turned around, and here he came zipping out of the garage on a training wheel, a spike. And I was like, "What the fuck, are you?" You know. And he was just, no fear, just rolled up. Like, like are we? Ninety six. We going? No we going somewhere? I'm like, <laughs> so everything, you know. Yeah. Uh, he started, uh, honestly, being able to hit uh, hoops before her. Yeah. I mean, she's she's the the two-handed Set shot. and he's he takes everything down to his like his right knee. <laughs> and so the last I'm not kidding, the last like 2 years I've been trying to coach that out of him. Just I'll, I I preach technique sure. all the time sure. and sometimes sometimes uh sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but he just he just had so he had his first season of hoops pre-covid and he was he was okay. Uh and then we didn't do any. Um, and then he had a, a season just recently. And I'm not kidding you. Fifty uh, percent of his team's points yes. every game, and they they were getting demolished, by the way. But like you know, forty to nineteen yeah. was an average stat stuffer. But I mean, he would have you know, like ten, twelve points and a couple of boards and an ass- a couple of assists. And like when the last game of the season, several people were like. What's up with Michael Jordan out there? I'm like, <laughs> anyway, point being, I had, I mean, I just immediately go to a place of gratitude because yep. um, by the time I was in middle school, uh, I had shed the detective trench coat of playing he said, she said, the go between yeah. for my folks. Yeah. And my, my dad's got, you know, two kids. Now. It's not happening. Yeah. Uh, and it's been replaced with, um, like, how can I... I don't know how to make that not happen, by the way. Uh, how can I minimize the tension and the friction? Um, For your it, own well-being. Yeah. As much do, as anything. Well, and it was just like... I think I was first getting a look into the lens uh, that was the heartbreak... Uh, that my father experienced and things not working out for them. And like, how do you, how do you swallow that pill and all, and and truly love your current spouse Mm -hmm. and try to not shed light on that Mm -hmm. feeling or experience. And, and my mom, I mean, dude, like I constantly like, you know, helping out with stuff at her house, uh, uh, just being, being a, a good, person helpful and she you know the memory that i have is her literally slamming the 
receiver of the wall mounted phone in the kitchen, you know, after who knows how many cuss words, you know, just this uncapped anger, um, which I really hated. So anyway, by the time I'm in seventh grade, it's, it's, if anything comes up that has a price tag, it's tell your daddy's got to pay for that and ask your mom, how come, what about child support? You know, da, da, da. So, uh, the opportunity to go to KU basketball camp bubbled up and I was like, fuck. Like I want, uh, Larry's last year. 88. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I'm like, God, I fucking, I want this so bad. I can taste it in my mouth. And I wasn't a a baller, but I, I felt like this could at least be a small injection of confidence and Mm -hmm. technique, hopefully. Uh, and they went for it and I went and it was, uh, I learned that ankles and knee pits also sweat. Everything sweats. Cause it was, I mean, 5 a.m. Yeah, and we're dorming it. 5 a.m. Breakfast, drills all day, or lunch, and then more drills. And dinner. Young, young kids got the the short end of the stick too, if I remember correctly. Like, like the younger you were, like the earlier you had breakfast. I mean, or, probably. But they know, would like, come around with a a bullhorn. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, and then and you got you got put on a team. Yeah, yeah. So after dinner, you go play games, yeah, yeah. and then every night oh, yeah. you order pizza. And if you made it to eight forty-five with your eyes open, yeah, I mean, we literally—I remember part of every day was fingertip push-ups. Sometimes in the asphalt, yeah, in Lawrence in yeah. the summer. Oh yeah. And then I went again next year. It was Roy's first year. Yeah. So that's like one of my biggest. That, that's nice. You know. Oh yeah. So anyway, um, he started having the season that he had, and I was like, "Fuck! How awesome would it be?" And I looked it up, and this—if you're going to be a third grader. In the fall, that's the youngest that they will, and he has a he has a homie that I mean they are, Forrest and Jenny. Yeah. I mean, and his folks were like, I don't think so. Just maybe next year. It's, it's too young to do an overnight camp, and he's got some anxiety with departure, you know. So I was like, so that that's not going to happen, buddy. But if you want to, you want to roll you know, roll the dice and wind up with a stranger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, I want to do it. I'm like, yes. Okay. I mean, we'll, we'll see how it goes when he gets dropped off here in a few weeks. But, uh, I couldn't be more excited than for Absolutely. for him to get kicked out of the end of that five days and come home with, I'm hoping just a little bit more confidence. Yeah. You know, I don't expect he's going to be doing free throw line dunks, over his old man's head, but just, you know, moving the ball a little bit, having, uh, you know, there's this whole, like we, we've talked so much before I began talking, using the word technique, I was like, I got to get him out of that and into this. Yeah. So, and he, but he didn't, he doesn't believe anything I say, whether it's baseball, you know, he go, and then later he's like, Oh, you did know. I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not making this shit up, dude. I, <laughs> I am the blueprint for mediocre, mediocre athlete. So if I'm giving you tips, it's yeah. because I want you to be a smidge better. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm just really excited. Like, dude, I mean, he's eight. He's going to go. Oh my God. Yeah. He's going to go stay overnight for five days in a dorm in KU and get put through the fucking 
ringer in the uh that's incredible yeah i can't wait i'm stoked for him yeah i mean i hope i hope it's a really good experience and if he wants to do it again next year you know i think i was 10 the first time i went and it was i think roy's second year okay and lincoln minor was my shooting coach and i blame him for stinking lincoln the worst fucking i think he he did what your son did he he was you what you're gonna want to do is get down around right. your knees and, and <clears throat> act so, like you got a bad case of scoliosis yeah fucking act like you can't hold the apple crate yeah quite so yeah lincoln miners why i'm not playing in the league right well now. i mean don't get me wrong i didn't i didn't come home to like scouts <laughs> uh sitting uh, little did I know that I was my sports career was really going to dovetail completely because uh, alcohol and tobacco and drugs and women and driving and music were going to totally yeah. just yeah. we got much like more one attainable of, one of those uh, arcade games with the claw yeah you know it's like yeah. all the things you've been doing forever are now gone <laughs> and but we're going to replace them with a vast blackness of no memory and yeah. sadness yeah. so you should be fine just a time suck. Just time sucking a bottle. Um, I got to pee. Yeah, me too. So let's do that, and then yeah, we'll talk together. some music. Yeah. <laughs> Hand Jimmers with the Professor. Hey, back in ten. All right. So early music memories, childhood. So I remember, like my earliest saddest music memories are like my father being in, out inside of some sort of watering hole and leaving me in the car and listening to his tapes. I remember um, like a lot of uh, like late doors and uh, some Stones records and stuff but my my earliest like me finding my way with music um, would be uh, when my when my parents would go to work and my brothers would be left to get me, you know, around to whatever, if it was just feed me or get me to the bus stop. But that's when they would pull out their records. Um, and and because, you know, there was just one. We didn't have, they didn't, didn't have turntables in you know, our bedrooms then. We're right. poor kids. And there's one turntable, right? So... Um, you know, we're not, they're not playing their records during when, when the family's around. Um, and they'd play a lot of like, you know, Houdini and Cool Herc and, uh, Grandmaster Flash. And Whoa. Yeah. Like, like some, like, like, you know, Midnight Star. Wichita? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, we're in Wichita at the time. But like, you know, like they were, especially my oldest brother, he was, he was really, really hip to, to, to rap and hip hop. Like really, really early on, and like this is this like early eighties. Yeah, man, this is like eighty two. I was gonna 80, say eighty two, eighty two, eighty three. Okay. I'm like five, six years old. Like, and I, I remember like it being a thing because they would have to like get the records from under their bed or whatever. They weren't like where the the rest of the records were, right? And um, it, it, to me, it was it, you know, it was punk rock. I mean, like yeah. for lack of a better term, yeah. Like, it, it was it was it was it was dangerous. It was it was it was. I knew we were doing something we weren't supposed to be doing. I didn't know why we weren't supposed to be doing it. To this day, I don't know why we weren't supposed to be doing it, uh, except for that you know it was predominantly you know black music. Yeah, but that, that doesn't seem like a very good reason to not to hide it. Right, right. <laughs> uh, but um, 
Yeah, I mean, so like, I mean, if my brothers were, were were playing like Misfits or you know Buzzcock records. I'd you know I'd, I'd I'd probably you know be way more into punk rock music, but right? Like, but to to me that you know that memory of like you know hip hop and and rap being like uh, kind of counterculture and like something else, something something away from the norm, and and that was always very very appealing to me. So I I naturally gravitated towards rap music from like the beginning. Wow. And you know, I mean, I was gonna. If it wasn't 197 degrees out, I would have wore like a full on like, you know, Adidas tracksuit for you, like just give you the full white boy experience. Yeah. You know, like I remember, like uh, uh, you know, 1989, the cafeteria Deerfield Elementary, and, and and my buddy Adam Welch coming in with the with the first licensed ill tape, and like just being like. Holy shit! What is this? Yeah, this is different. <clears throat> you know, I'm I'm sure you've had you know plenty of people on here talk about you know Beastie Boys. Not much, really. Paul's Boutique comes up. Um, one of my homies from like fifth grade, licensed ill, was the record he chose. And uh, when we were talking about that, it was like so much happened in '86 for me. I mean, uh, we we moved back to Kansas City. My, my mom got remarried and went to Atlanta for three years and that marriage ended. We come back and we're like living with friends of hers. Like we lived with one friend of hers and their family for a minute and then mm-hmm. moved again. And then my mom got a job and a house and, 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 uh, you know, I mean the Royals won the series license to ill comes out. Let's go space shuttle challenger happen. I mean, uh, so much shit happening and it's Absolutely. like, that was such, um, such a trademark window of time and who knew you know we talk about not really having license to uh be the sports fan optimist in our world uh but who knew that we were in the uh, we were sweet spot we no 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 we were in um we were sort of in, in the rock bottom of of chiefs fans i mean oh. in 86 oh, boy. and then to go to to the 2019 season and t 87 gets on the mic and yeah. says you got to fight for your i was like oh my god yeah. it, it all Not full circle man yeah i mean uh that's that's wild though because i feel like uh a lot of us um uh white boys that have our introductory period to hip hop and rap happens a little bit later than it happened for you. You were. Yeah. And, and I, and I think I took some lumps for that too. You know, like, I mean, I, I definitely, I mean, mean streets of Lawrence, Kansas, let me tell you. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I wore my hip hop on on my sleeve. Like I, I, I loved rap music and like, I mean, there was definitely a lot of times where, you know, again, and, and rightfully so I am still just the white boy who is in love with, you know, predominantly black culture. Right. You know, not, not that I was, I just, I just love the music. I, I mean, it, I'm literally brother. Like I'm, and I'm telling you like, you know, five years old and like these, these really are like my, my first music memories are like, wow. you know, are, are these break beats and like these, you know, these horns and, you know, rhyming and, and, and it was just, I, I loved all of it. And then on top of it, it, like I wasn't supposed to be doing it. Like what's fucking cooler than shit you're not supposed to be doing. Right. You know, it was, it was, it was the most punk rock thing. So I was just, I mean, I was hooked. I was, I was buying, you know, rap records, 
before there was a rap section, you know, like, and, and a lot of times, like, even like when, when CDs came out and stuff, and then I, I definitely started, you know, going that way, unfortunately, like I'm, I'm sure a lot of us did, uh, just because the, the availability that they were, that they were, they were portable, right? Like records were like, I never took records to somebody's house. I know that was something that our parents did and stuff, but I, I never brought, excuse me. I never, you know, unless you're DJing and playing a party right. or something. Right. I'm not fucking, that shit's heavy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I keep having these, uh, bizarre experiences just here in just the last handful of months where some random thing will come up and then it'll come up again and then it'll come up again and you can't not be like, what's up with that? Uh, so I don't know if you ever met Elwin Grimes, uh, he did episode three. He, um, I guess he, I guess he hosted for a minute before my time at McCoy's, but he was really, really still is really good friends with one of the front of the house managers back in the early 2000s guy named Mark Lyerly. Mm -hmm. Uh, so back when I was doing the, uh, chiefs Broncos blog with my two boys, that was great. Uh, Elwin, I, for a stretch, I would do an interview with a fan of this week's opposing team and Elwin's a Raiders fan. Yeah. So one, week i was like hey man would you and he's like sure so we did an interview and i you know transcribed it and posted it blah blah blah. so when this was really happening i reached out and he's like i'd love to and i was like all right so hit me up and he's like at you asking me to pick favorite records is like asking me to pick my favorite kid sure um but he ended up landing on uh marvin gay what's going on beautiful pearl jam 10 disagree <laughs> I wondered if you would. And uh, Nas, it was written. You know, I mean, that's most people go with the old man. Uh, well, you know, that's what yeah, everybody that's has a, said. Sure. Yeah. Uh, no, that's such, you, a, that's such a sick record. It's it is. Such a it sick is. And I had never listened to Nas. And I, and for the record, I listened to, you know, I remember Pearl Jam at Day on the Hill when they were Mookie Blaylock. I, I was there. Like Lawrence, yeah, yeah. Lawrence Lore. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. uh, route to Omega. Yeah, yeah. Um, because we did we did Green Eggs and Ham Jam for a couple of years, and then it became Omega, and yeah. then it became. I remember Wakarusa was at Wakarusa, and yeah. then Wakarusa went to Arkansas. Yeah. and that was the end of a yeah. good run. But um, anyway, are you an Ozark guy? The 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 program? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are I you think, current? I I am f- finished. Right, we're finished. We're finished. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I just got goosebumps. I yeah. mean, the is it the almost the entire final episode Ruth is rocking Illmatic absolutely I was like what is the whole whatever the last half that season she's listening to some really like some bangers and and they're all like I mean they're not like club hits they're like stick up kid music do you know who she speaks to at the diner Killer Mike yeah yeah I mean I mean I mean, that dude is... Uh, Killer Mike has come up so many times in recent years that I keep going like, God, I got to listen. And so today, or getting ready, I was like, got to be kidding me. Anyway, um, I picked an LP record. Like, LP is the other half of uh, of the Run the Jewels with Killer Mike, but like one of the five... Oh, five oh that, the E-L-P. E-L-P, E-L-P, yeah. E-L-P, yeah. Producto. Yeah, I know. Yeah. El Producto. <laughs> um, but, but I mean, I... 
in talking to just a very small handful of people, every every single one yeah. has said, oh, he went with it was written over Illmatic, which made me, and you know, also the stuff says that Illmatic was, so, but I, I was like, I now I have to listen to that record. It, it was written, this and, and then, scary record. He's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, 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 no. You're good. Uh, I just yeah, Illmatic. The fact I've I've basically I mean I have some friends that I feel like they watch everything. Mm-hmm. I watch two things: mm-hmm. Ozark, and now that's gone. Mm-hmm. And Handmaid's Tale is the only other one I've watched. You don't watch it, man. That's a I mean, that's a gut punch, dude. I just I. If I'm going to intentionally sadden myself, <laughs> you know, you got a toolbox full of ways. Yeah, it, it, it's just not something I do on any kind of regular basis. You know, the universe has a way of keeping me sad. Um, yeah. So, like I mentioned, man, I mean, it was uh, very intimidating to tackle Mr. Boyd's list sure. of sixteen. Sure. Um, and uh, there were there were. Three that I knew. Yeah. That you just Nirva- didn't, didn't require any. Well, a, a quick revisit. Sure. Nirvana in utero. So good. Uh, My Bloody Valentine, Loveless. So good. That's a record store. Fucking. You ever worked in a record store? Tell me you worked in a record store without ever telling me you worked in a record store. Right. Yeah. You love that record. No. I, I told him I own that record because. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jason Gherkin. Okay. You know Gherkin? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was, we've, we had a couple of really fascinating exchanges when I started at uh-huh. McCoy's. So food business was okay. Uh, but Thursday, Friday, Saturday, dinner service was baller. And that was that was when it was still like three and four deep at the bar yeah. on the weekends. Oh, yeah, I remember. So I finished uh, being a, a brew house, you know, uh, a, a good perk is that you get a free shift beer yeah <clears throat> yeah uh a lot of winks but uh so i'm standing there at that service well and no, um, nobody is giving me the time of day and i've just closed the kitchen and f- we make eye contact a few times finally it's like can i get you something man and i was like oh i was told me get a shift beer he's like you fucking work here and i was like <laughs> yeah yeah i do uh, the other was, um, number two of three, uh, Anna is, I, I'm again, I finish a shift and I'm standing in that spot next to where you go into the bar and there's a big pillar and then there's the actual service well where yeah. they, where they pick yeah. up drinks. Absolutely. And so he's putting drinks in there and she's receiving drinks to take to a table and I'm standing over there. I was told, you know. And I and I used to for years I called him Rob because he looked like Rob Thomas from Matchbox Twenty, and he he called me Joe just to have uh, something to, yeah, back and forth. Yeah, so uh, I he he looks at me. No, he do, he doesn't doesn't see me, but I hear him say, "Hey Saviano, so you think we'd bang at all if you weren't hanging out with Joe?" And I just kind of <laughs> around the pillar, and he's like, "Oh hey, what's up, Joe?" <laughs> The third time, uh, <clears throat> are you guys pretty serious at this point, or? I mean, we're brand new. We're oh, we're, like, yeah, we're, for a handful of months. Yeah. You know, is every, there anything better than brand new? I mean, I don't know. Uh, but so then one time, I, I'm I'm trying to like force this awkward like broy music chat, and he's like, 
He's got I'm not interested tattooed on his upper eyelids. <laughs> and finally he goes, you know what, dude? Just just go by my bloody Valentine Loveless and and then we'll have something to talk about. And I was like, I'm going to go buy it and listen to it and come back and talk to you. And he's just like, <laughs> okay. But uh, that's that record. I mean, that's, that's uh, so I know that record because Kirkin told me to buy it. Yeah. And then I was like, what you is wrong. this? This yeah. is so wild. Yeah. Uh, and then Neil Young and Crazy Horse, everybody knows this is nowhere, were the three that I knew very, very well. But they're all almost all of the rest is like a, a lot of European and yeah. British and post punk and like yeah. just shit that has never been in my wheelhouse. Yeah. So I was like, You can't be that handsome and not listen to good music. I mean, well, I mean, I, you're absolutely right. And just really fascinating how he landed in the places that he landed music sure. it's really fascinating sure. um but he attributed that to his parents or he, travel or i i smoking hot women i attributed men. i attributed it to uh like i'm i have three younger sisters yeah um and the notion of having older brothers yeah. and, and their influence or lack uh, you know has come up as a com- kind of a common theme so i was sure. oh, guarantee 100% this is all big brother driven it wasn't he just kind of navigated those seas all on his own that's kind of beautiful especially I mean, for him i that's, mean that's kind of par for course uh, right right uh and in the middle of it all uh he's like this is so weird and so awkward and i was like what do you mean he's like i mean you're telling me highlights of the things that i love <laughs> and agreeing with you yeah. <laughs> it just feels yeah but um your shit dude uh i was like okay here we go this well, is uh you know no no google maps no map quest let's just i'm gonna yeah find my way and it, it starts hailu mergia perfect t- yeah t- as far as a white boy from kansas tezetta tezetta is the, the other the record yeah i mean i heard the opening notes to the Ooh, opening track and i was like and i'm reading uh, mm-hmm. at the same time and i'm like there couldn't be an ether browner way to start this than a house band from 1970s Ethiopia. Yeah. Like they, what? They, they played hotels. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was how you got gigs. Yeah, sure. Apparently yeah, yeah. hotels ruled the roofs. Absolutely. Um, I mean, this, we talked about what it's like to have a crazy brain. Um, and I've, well, I've found recent, I mean, I've always been a, a huge fan, but I found recently uh, especially driving, uh, sunflower seeds Absolutely. are kind of, yeah. they kind of keep me grounded That's beautiful. because I just I give, you know, I do a oh, huge yeah. cheek full and then one at a time and yeah. I've got a fucking spitter and, but it's like the, the, uh, the practice of cracking one open, finding the seed, disposing the shell and moving on to the next one hushes the crazy a little bit. Absolutely. Um, so this immediately, this felt like medicine for the crazy brain and a soul elixir for the troubled and lonely. Yeah. And I was just like, this, uh, I, I can't you nailed it. describe <laughs> this. Couldn't be more perfect. It Absolutely. feels yeah. so good. Yeah. Um, two, two things have come up in previous episodes and that is that band camp is a thing 
the the streaming service yes, yeah which gives sure, a lot yeah. more back and then they Absolutely. have uh i just saw uh on friday i saw a tweet from them saying it's it's uh bandcamp friday which means on those designated days they give all of it back oh wow to the artists oh that's rad so google you know, you, I Google an artist and usually the first lead is, is a wiki page and I go to it and I trust it and I use it and regurgitate it here and mm-hmm. hope, hope it's not. Yeah. Not, not too far. From yeah. The uh, but their top result was their Bandcamp page. Oh, and I was wow, like, how really? cool is that? Cool. Um, so they in 79 are making plans to go on a, a U.S. tour and it takes two years it didn't happen until 81 and it well, almost that I, that had to be with just as much like the Ethiopian government at the time though right as opposed to not allowed to they wouldn't yeah. let them they wouldn't give them clearance to go play yeah. for an, an imperial country yeah yeah i was like what the fuck yeah. that is why so and then when they were given a thumbs up yeah. they were basically sworn to not talk about it you yeah. can't tell people that you're going to do a tour in the United States because that fucks up our reputation of this military regime. I, and I honestly, I think if like there would have been like any vocals, like, I mean, there, there are a couple songs with some vocals, but those are like covers of standards and stuff. But like right. 98% of the music is, is all instrumental. And I, I honestly believe like if they weren't like, you know, straight musically driven, like if they, if they would have had a, some sort of, message even if that message is you know don't worry about a, a thing uh they they may not have been allowed to to travel we never hear this music and, th- and this isn't like an obscure album like it i it mean kind of it's not at the top of the accessibility sure. list yeah yeah i mean it's not on rolling stone's top 100 or anything right but, you know uh but th- you know you you talk to to whatever music heads call themselves, and you know this is a this Boyd is, a, would say audiophile. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't. <laughs> I still play my shit on a Technics you know, twelve hundred. Nice. Yeah, so. uh, I, I have a good needle, but I, I hey, but I got it. But it's still a Technics you know, with a bunch of fucking stickers on it. There you go. Nice. <laughs> oh, the only way it can, should be. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so here's how fucked up that was: is that once they were green lighted and came. Mm-hmm. That was the end of that outfit because four of them mm-hmm. said, "Not going back." Why? Yeah, I mean, can you blame them? <laughs> no, no. Uh, and then I have a really long quote. Let's hear it. Tessima Tadele uh, wrote this. It's on their mm-hmm. Bandcamp page. Odds are, any Ethiopian over the age of thirty-five who had access to TV or radio by the early nineties will instantly recognize the sound of the Walias, which is the band. The band. Um, what is not a given is how many would actually identify the band itself. Barely a day went by without hearing the Walias, either in the background on radio or as an accompaniment to various uh, programs on TV. Their music was so ubiquitous in media that most of us who enjoyed it never bothered to go out and look for it. Gradually, they started to slip out of public consciousness by the early 90s when uh, newer works were favored. Only then did those of us um, have a feeling of a certain sense of loss begin to inquire about that music from TV at record stores, uh, trying to 
finally seek it out for the first time, yet most of their work remains stubbornly elusive. So here you have this group of musicians that the whole fucking country knows like we know the alphabet, Mm -hmm. but they don't know necessarily their name. And the government is saying, you can't go play. Like that is so wildly different from the American like garage band, you know, aspiring mom, turn it down. You know, I just, I, I, I hate to dip into, you know, so frequently tainted waters, but it's really hard to read that and not take, you know, not, not be like, Privilege comes in a lot of shapes and sizes and colors and uh, man, super wild. But I fucking love that record, dude. I'm glad, man, and I'm really glad. And, and it, are we familiar with it? No. Oh wow. Oh cool. Well, not I'm, not I'm, at all. Not good. Not but, any of yours. Then I'm then I'm then I'm then I'm glad you 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 listened to that one. I'm glad that one touched you. That is like uh, like zero. PH and I mean that in the most respectful way. Pot it is, it is literally music central for me. Like everything else is spawns out from that some way somehow. It is it it's it, it's it, it's truly like a, a, the most calming. God, it's so gorgeous. Centering thing for me, and then without the backstory, right? Like without without the 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 political undertones and and the bullshit. And the only reason that record is recorded is because. Uh, there was a there was a curfew uh, um, inundated in, in um, uh, the capital of Ethiopia escapes me right now um, for I, I've in, never insert, even had it so it's yeah, not even so, escaping me so, in, insert correct answer yeah here. Uh, <laughs> uh, they would there was a there was a curfew so they would they would bring you into the club and and lock the door and then you just stay all night. And that's why a lot of this stuff is really like, so a lot of it talks about, you know, a lot of the stuff that they did was covers and, and, and upbeat and dance and breakbeat, not breakbeats, but, but dance beats and, and, and maybe a predecessor to breakbeat kind of stuff. Absolutely. Um, especially with the organ and the drums. Uh, but they, but, but a lot of it too was like, you, you got it. We're here for 12 hours, right? We're, we're stuck here for 12 hours. So a lot of it is this really melodic, Therapy. I mean, I don't. I don't even know how to describe it, but it is. It's you know. Th- there's no way to pick five great your five favorite albums. Sure, it's impossible. It's an impossible task if you if you you know if you listen to enough records. Right. <laughs> uh, but th- that one to me is 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 something that I can always go back to, and I always find joy from it, and I can it will always center me. Like no matter what chaos is happening, that that record will always center me. So I'm stoked that you. you well, enjoyed it too. I mean. Uh, I got the gist that it was so it was recorded in '75, but when did you find it? Oh, fucking! Because the streaming service lists 2021. I'm sure. That, I'm sure it's an updated. They all do that. If I see that record in the wild, I buy it. If I see that CD in the wild, I buy it. You know, I, I, I've I got it at Love Garden probably. Oh man, like. Memory lane right there. 2005. Okay. You know, and I was buying like, you know, like Fella and William Onnabor and like, all, like, like these really like, you know, prompt the, 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 the pillars of like African funk and, and, and just for lack of a better term, 
pop music, pop pop, pop just meaning popular. Yeah. Uh, and 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 the dude was like, "You need to check out my man." Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, well, "Okay, you know." It was like thirteen dollars. Yeah, it was of like course. 12, his Love Garden, you know, like it, yeah, it, it was an affordable record at an affordable price. Right. And uh, and and I took it home, and I don't know if it left the platter for like for a long time. I mean, I mean, I mean people come to the house and be like. This is cool and all, but like you know, there's girls here. Yeah, right. <laughs> Can we uh, little Ethiopian yeah. rain check maybe? Yeah, exactly. Uh, that was uh, man, Love Garden. I mean, before I was, um, right? Yeah, that would be almost perfect. Um, before I was coming up to Lawrence for shows and partying, I mean, that was like maybe my favorite destination would be just an afternoon trip up to Larryville and walk mass and go in and out of record shops and just kind of, I would always leave feeling sated in my heart and be like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the fill zone means, but I love going in. I can't really afford to buy anything mostly because I'm just spending every penny I can on music. But one day I'll know. Now I know it's Phil Lesh when he's doing a solo and he's zoning out it's the fill zone. But it took me a long time to get there. Um, Still the greatest head shop in the history of head shops. The Phil Zone? Absolutely. I used to do my back to school shopping there. <laughs> I get one tie dye and a new dugout. Oh, man. Uh, I think I was having all of my needs met by Seventh Heaven at that point in time. Well, I mean, we, we would skip school to come up to Seventh Heaven. There but, you go. Uh, you know, I mean, Phil didn't have the uh, 12 foot. Graphics, yeah, graphics, uh, you know, twelve hose, water bongs. Okay, uh, don't call it that. Don't, don't say the b word. <laughs> um, so if I had my shit together and was more professional and organized, I would have asked you to clarify if record two was Super Ape by the Upsetters in nineteen seventy six, or if it was Return of the Super Ape by Lee Scratch Perry. I, I believe it's Return of. I thought it was just Super Eight by by Lee Scratch Perry, but more, which is my favorite Lee well, Scratch. So, Perry. But the Upsetters is his band. Mm-hmm. He's the dude, the main. Absolutely, but sure. so so it's that one. Yeah, from seventy six. It, it, it's been it's been repackaged so many times. Well, that, and there's like Return of the Son of Super. I mean, yeah, it's definitely not Return. Uh, that one was far less interesting. Absolutely, Super Eight was. Uh, I made one note. Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, this record makes me nostalgic for how high I used to be able to get, you know, back when I was young and could do such things, <laughs> uh, of the mid-grade bong yeah. rips. Yeah. The whole world was irie. Yeah. And, I mean, na- like, the, the, the stuff that they're making today, yeah. like, I don't need to step through a continuum and, like, look at the world in 7D and have 54 <laughs> panic attacks in a seven minute window, but I, but there was something about that mid grade, you, you know, talk sure. about your making your graphics super milky and clearing it. Yeah. And then you're just, you know, even keel. Yeah. And, and like the whole, literally like it so many times driving around, like if everybody was just listening to Bob Marley, Kaya from start to finish <laughs> right now, we'd solve everything, you know, yeah, yeah. but that, that record, I mean, at night, I knew, so for three years in college, I did a radio show and it was a three out once a week for three hours. And you had a one, I mean, you had to read 
PSAs and you know ads and Is student student radio. Yeah, and not Kurt Seven Deadly. Oh, that. Well. Uh, but the the primary rule is that you had to play ten track, ten new tracks. Ten new tracks. It, what oh, quantifies a new track? So everything in the studio, you know, because labels yeah, are just they're everybody's sending everything everywhere yeah. they can. Sure. So the whole that's how I started collecting records. <laughs> CDs, yeah. they're CDs at this point. Um, but uh, so there's just a daily influx of new CDs, and so the whole library was archived by sticker color on the edge okay so like you know singer songwriter was like blue and orange and yellow and okay. uh european progressive is green and gray but but the new stuff is closest to the board and the mic and it was, it was like black and white and black and white yeah so there's a you could you could rent time in the production room and come in and just take and listen you know and make notes or you know you could come in 45 minutes early and just kind of label shop okay the way i buy wine yeah absolutely. which i almost never do uh and oh and but th there was always a lot of lee scratchberry and mad professor yeah. and that was my introduction to dub yeah uh he invented a style of music I, and but so so when i saw i was like i did put out some records and then when i sat down and looked 79 well he had the studio dude i mean he was, he, he recorded the, the whalers like he was he, he was, built yeah the black ark in his own backyard yeah. and then i think you can still go see it i don't know five years later yeah. burned it down yeah and then rebuilt it well did he okay yeah, okay yeah, it's um, some sort of facsimile of yeah he and he would, he would draw on the walls and everything and yeah it, he, he was a wild man yeah he, I picked this record particularly not because it's necessarily one of my five favorite records, but it's it's a it's such an important record, and and I think more so than that, it's it's, it's a it's an important musical moment. Um, I saw him in at the Granada oh, in like 1998 oh. with my oldest brother. It's like one of the last like social memories I have of him like really like trying to seek me out and and do stuff i meant to ask earlier is there zero interaction across yeah, we don't the fuck with, we don't, we don't none of the siblings none of us talk to each other and they it's, don't talk to each other either no, they hate each other they hate i don't hate nobody man right Life's too short life's too good Ain't no time me. no time for hate man but uh yeah well nobody talks to anybody the granada 98 we're at the granasty <laughs> uh 1998 I already know everything there is to know about music. Like you can't tell me shit about music in 1998. I I got you. So like, good thing you didn't know me then, because we would have thumb wrestled. Well, you know, I'm a lefty. <laughs> I would have lost. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, we go to Lee Scratch Perry. You know, never heard of the cat. Um, nobody opens up for him. He Born come, Rainford Hugh Perry. Is that right? Yeah. Do you know what say, it is? Say it one more time. Rainford. Rainford? Hugh. R-A-I-N? Like the weather in the car. Rainford. But that holds nothing to his nickname. Do you know what his nickname is? No. It's like the Ethan Brownest nickname ever. What is it? <laughs> Pipecock Jackson. <laughs> I'm not even making that up, dude. Pipecock Jackson. Pipecock Jackson. What's up, Pipecock? 
BC. <laughs> BCJ. Uh, so you know everything there is to know about music. Is it your brother's idea for you guys to go to the show? Yeah. He's okay. like, so you gotta come like, check out this dude. And I'm like, uh, yeah, exactly. I, and he's, a, I mean, like my brother wore tie-dye like it was a fucking uniform. Okay. Right? Like he didn't have a, I mean, he may not have a bank account to this day. <laughs> he speaks, you know, 12 languages and oh. seen every country in the world. Cool. Uh, I, I don't know if that's true, but he travels. He's a, he's a, learned traveled man uh but he's like yeah we gotta go check out this cat and uh so we go there and you know we're having the normal amount of marijuana Mm -hmm. and uh uh this this man this tiny tiny man comes out in overalls and a gold miner's hat with the spelunker light like headlamp yeah like forty thousand. luminaries (laughs) luminaries <laughs> like just blinding a motherfucker dude. and smoking a joint that i know can't be a joint because there's no joints that big right and uh he says you know who believes in jaw and i was like that's a complicated question <laughs> they like but that's how the night started and like i didn't know who fucking lee perry was uh and he plays for you know three and a half hours in between the you know the 12 14, 16 minute long songs. This beautiful buxom woman in a blue bikini comes out, brings him a joint every bit as big, if not bigger than the first one that he comes out with. And the whole time I'm just like, you know, jaw agate, blown away. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, I mean, this isn't, you know, this isn't Peter Tosh. No. This is, this is something completely fucking different. And, you know, as as much as I had thought that I knew about what was going on and 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 where beats came from and the history of hip hop, I, I I knew nothing about dub, and I knew nothing about the the you know Jamaican music scene that wasn't you know Bob Marley and, and right. the Whalers and Peter Tosh and, Peter and, Tosh, and yeah, a little bit of Whaler. Jimmy Cliff if you must. Sure, sure. Uh, man, he so uh, I mean. Bob Marley, Mad Professor, Beastie Boys, Keith Richards, George Clinton yeah. did some music for some shit that David Lynch was a part of. Yeah. Uh, Still not a David Lynch fan. Well, me either. But it's not smart enough. Um, I, yeah, man. Like <clears throat> he uh, quit smoking and drinking. Well, I'm sure he's super interesting then. I th- I think maybe maybe ten years after that show that you saw. Yeah. Um, well. um, Shooting in the dark. You talk about Lee, or yeah, Lee, about Lee. Okay. Yeah, um, but it was so much a part of his deal that he used to blow smoke into the microphone to get the weed and the music. The so the last call was him singing "Happy Birthday," which he started, and then very much had like a four track player, like recorder going on, and he he did a very basic you know, beat. And then it just played happy birthday. And it wasn't, you know, any cadence that you, you would ever sing to right. anybody you cared about happy birthday to, but it was, you know, this spooky haunting, like words that you've just probably have only given you joy your whole entire life. And it was creepy as hell. And like that, I like, my brother was like time to go. And I'm like, absolutely not. Like I'll leave when they, you know, I was like, this is when they wheel me out yeah. of here. And he was like, okay, well, I'm out of here. And I'm like, you know, it's Lawrence, you know, again, I'll walk. <laughs> right. Right. To Strawberry Hill, but to I'm, Strawberry I'm Hill. good. Yeah. Whatever. 
Yeah. See, yeah. K- K-10's yeah. got a sidewalk yeah. along. Yeah. I know, you want to play CHA. <laughs> um, man, I, I was, you know, when you see sometimes, maybe it's just me, but like, if you spend too much time in that mindset of, I know absolutely everything there is to know about music yeah. and they haven't made the human yet. That's going to teach me anything. Yeah. When you see an unknown uh, to you yeah. artist or record title, you, you kind of, well, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll give it a whirl and see. Uh, so I was like, what is LP? I mean, EL dash P like what in the heck? is this um and i mean four seconds in i was like i mean you like words yo you like how words but 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 sounds beats and 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 words combined immediately i was like get the fuck out of here um and so uh jamie maline march 2nd 75 el producto lp uh, so four solo studio and, and fa- fantastic damage is the one. I, I mean, it's just such a seminal record to me. Like, I mean, like when Red Man and Method Man recorded that Blackout record, right? Like, you, you're familiar with that record. And so I, I don't. There's a like peeling of the onion layers that is the Wu Tang Clan. Uh-huh. I'm I'm still trying to get my fingernail under okay, that. Okay, word. Okay, well then, I, well. So the, the Red Method Man and Red Man recorded this record called Blackout Record. It's a it's a widely hailed classical hip hop record. I thought they made that record for me. Like I was just like, yeah, these guys wrote this record for me. Boyd said that about Thirty Six Chamber. Enter the Wu Tang for him. Well, I never thought I was that cool. I mean, <laughs> these are this is all like weed songs, you right? Know? Like, right. You know, not paying rent and fucking smoking weed. Uh, but I really like. I was like, holy shit! Like they made you know the twelve song record for me lp to me was always like the rapper i i, I most identified with not not just because he's a white boy which i didn't realize until yeah i'm i'm like looking shit up i'm like oh my god it's a fucking white boy yeah i mean he was just a poor sad white boy that's what i think <laughs> that's how yeah, that's how you two got a yeah, table yeah, together yeah, yeah, in the exactly. diner exactly and, and, he, and he he was he's he, 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 i like uh rap as much for you know the the wordplay is anything, honestly. Yeah. Like it, and and he's a he's skilled dude. dude. He's a he's fucking wild. He's 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 wild. So he put out four solo studio albums and then run the jewels with Killer yeah. Mike. Well, he did and Company Flow before that. Okay, he, he had his own he had his own record label, uh, Def Jooks. Um, you know there was like a lot of like independent backpack hip hop. Like when I got hired at uh at the only record store I ever worked at was Warehouse Music. Um. Excuse me. To be to be the hip hop guy, like to because they needed a hip hop guy. They, they were literally like, "You can't work here." And I'm like, "You don't have a hip hop guy." I'm like, okay. so I filled a, a niche, and that and that's how I got to work there. Um, but uh, beforehand, uh, I mean, he he was like the king of, of backpack rap. Like he was like, I mean, God bless Napster. You know, like for all the evil that it did, and for all the, the the shit that it cost, man, it it turned me on to to more music than any five streaming services wow. or, or, or or whatever else. Like, and, and and I was always like, 
I was always like, I mean, I was really jaded, like when the internet came around and shit, because like music was like such a personal thing, right? Like it was like the only way that I could differentiate myself from my peers because like I wasn't that cool. I was okay at ball. Um, I wasn't the most handsome, like, uh, but fucking if my taste in music wasn't better than yours, you know, That's right. and, and it, and it required effort, right? Like money and effort. And if you have, you know, a limited amount of disposable funds, you know, like I had a lot of, you know, fucking Taco Bell bean burritos. You know what I don't like? Taco Bell bean burritos. <laughs> but I ate that shit because it was fucking 49 cents. Right. You know, and I could spend my disposable income on something else. Yep. And mostly on music, especially a motherfucker with no musical talent, like zero. Right. Like, so right. I loved it even more. Like, I was even more of a fan. So LP was like that first dude that I was like, holy shit, this is cool. And nobody knows about it. He's especially fucking Cajun, Irish, and Lithuanian Jewish. Aren't we all? I mean, yes, precisely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so we had uh, the strangest, and maybe it still is under this umbrella, but we had the strangest misunderstanding that hovered across this long period of time, you and I. Uh, so when I found this, I was like, oh my God, yes. Uh, so this comes from... This may or may not come direct from the mouth of your favorite all-time former American football coach, John Gruden. Fucker. LP was expelled from two high schools for various issues involving his refusal to stop wearing his baseball cap backwards. So I am wearing my baseball cap backwards these what? days. You, what? No way. I, this is I'm. This is so funny that you bring this up, but especially be, with the long ass hair, mm -hmm. uh, I wear. You know, I'm still doing a lot of work around the bar, so I have a lot of trucker hats, the mesh hats in the back, and uh, yeah. So I wear them backwards, and uh, you know, I mean, I was the biggest proponent of Turner hat because we invented Turner hat backwards. I don't know. No one's cool. I don't, I, right. it, nobody's cool. What I think happened was, and we've probably talked about this before, but, uh, I mean, back in, back when you're a hard person to give shit to. Well, uh, I, I know a lot of people across 47 years that would disagree with that statement. But, uh, back when, you know, I was having those exchanges with Gherkin, I would, uh, several times I put, uh, a meat thermometer just by itself on the shelf on saute at McCoy's. Uh, and it would be 114, 114 to 119, like almost all summer long. And I would, I would down pit. Like that was the thing that expo and servers could do for sure. me was to go refill my pitcher of yeah. ice water. Yeah. And I would literally at the end of the night, my McCoy's t-shirt would have the white salt stains. Yeah. For, I mean, Yep. Shoulders to hips. You're a pack mule, man. Um, so uh, at one point, uh, they came out with a new line of merch, and they included fitted hats. And we were we were never. They would give us a couple of t-shirts in the kitchen, but you were really supposed to pay for all the merch. And at some point, somebody kind of like on the sly gave me uh, a blue and I don't know a tan or grayish like flex fit 
you know, didn't have a, a strap. It was just anyway. Uh, and I, that blue one, I'm very particular about the way that a hat sits on my head and Absolutely. how it looks. Absolutely. Um, and I wore that one so much that it, it lost its ability to maintain form cause it just was so soaked <laughs> with sweat. But if I would turn it around backwards, it was still a good fit. Mm -hmm. It didn't anyway. So I think when the foundry thing started happening, I was probably over there getting ready for weeks and, and wearing that hat. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we had the whole check bar expert business card and like a lot mm -hmm. of, and, and <clears throat> I don't know if after, once we're open, uh, you know, you always got to sort of, you know, keep front of the house and make, make sure that, you know, nobody's, uh, Nobody's stealing food. Nobody's trying to pull a fast one with tick, you know. So Absolutely, especially with a new establishment. Yeah, and I already had the reputation of the line Nazi at McCoy's, and it, you know, it spilled over to the foundry a little bit. And so I don't know if in between the expert business card and this statement, we had a couple of words, you know, where I maybe said something, and you were like, dude, I'm legit. I'm real, like, I don't need you to tell me that. But the, 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 the transaction ended with, you know, like I'm walking away and you're like, why don't you turn your fucking baseball hat around? And then, <laughs> such a and, well, and then I, I think I killed those brain cells, but then fast forward all this time later and you're like, yeah, but you're a backwards baseball cap, dude. And I was like, wait, what? No, I'm not. What are you talking about? When is the last time I gave you shit for wearing your oh, No, all of this oh, is word. a long time ago, oh, but okay. I didn't, I was like, why do you think that? And it took me several trips revisiting in my oh, I bet I was wearing that you one hat. You used to wear your blues hat my backwards, too. That's right. You and have... that was my favorite thing because I'd give you shit like, you don't fucking like hockey, you fucking stupid fucking liar. And you're like, dude, I fucking play hockey. I was like, you're you're from Kansas City, kid. Right. Nobody plays hockey right. in Kansas City, you right. fucking dirty liar. Yeah. And that would just get your goat. And again, like you're a hard motherfucker to to get because you're so grounded you're like eh, whatever make fun of me you're not gonna say any i've heard worse from better right like, right type right. of thing so yeah. like i've been called worse by better so like oh my god so when whatever I, the whatever you're gonna tell me doesn't hurt me but whatever the 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 hockey thing and your hat on backwards seem to like i there's nothing that i think i can it's my love language sure you know yeah yeah it's, it's yeah. me yeah. saying I, I fucking care about you right if i'm like right you're you, you're, you're a terrible person yeah. and, and your personal style is laughable. <laughs> uh, when I saw that about him get expelled from it, I was yeah. like, yeah, that's my boy. EL dash P. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, deep space nine millimeter. Oof. Holy shit. Oof. I was like, what, what, whoa, what everybody. Yeah. Stop. I mean, it's kind of a noisy record, but that like it all stops there. I mean, and, you know, it's a it's a loud, noisy record. It's a dude that like, I mean, he, he's definitely he's definitely coming to his own now. But like in the beginning, it was it, it was it really was just like a, it was just weird. He he has these uh, mo uh, my experience in listening to it. Uh, I had this kind of recurring feeling where he would start a line of lyrics, and I was like you just painted yourself into a corner because that was so full of words and specific references that you're not going to be able to balance it out on the second half and every time he would. I was like, really, dude? God damn. Okay. Yeah, hey, and, and, and honestly, like, Fantastic Damage isn't 
probably my favorite LP record, but it, it is. Steve Huey of All Music said, Fantastic Damage constitutes some of the most challenging, lyrically dense hip-hop around, assembled by one of the genre's true independent mavericks. Yeah. Independent like, as fuck. That was like deaf jokes. Like That was like their, their battle cry. It was like just independent as fuck. Man. Like just real, real like lovers of hip hop, like, and genre bending, like anything on that label. Like I'm not a label whore to this day. I'm not a label whore. Dude. Uh, uh, they're as close as it gets when it comes to hip hop music. Like Tezetta finally came to us via awesome tapes from Africa. That's a whole like genre. It's called awesome tapes. So like it's been around for a while. Right. And, and yeah, I found, a lot of stuff stepfather factory man that that's a you know and that wasn't necessary that was more my experience with you know my biological but like but, but you know like a negative male right uh influence in your life especially in the in the impressionable years you know uh, intense intelligent and introspective absolutely was how i summarized that absolutely uh dr hell no and the praying mantis featuring vast air I, I from Cannibal Ox fame. Okay. Also uh, a Def Jokes alum. Okay. But, uh, uh, he's got such a weird rap cadence. It's like he's, it's real breathy and he's yep. like, he's kind of rapping and like he's breathing on the beat and like, uh, <laughs> it, 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 you know, it does, it shouldn't work, but it's, it's, it's awesome. Uh, Constellation Funk featuring NASA was the other track that really stood out to me. Yeah. And, and NASA is, uh, was 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 a well known producer at the time too. Right. Yeah. Those are yeah. Those are some of my favorite tracks. I mean. Yeah. I was, nine, nine millimeter though, like is oof. And that's I, I literally stopped me and oof. I was like, okay, I got a undivided oof. attention for a sec. There's yeah. some shit happening here. Yeah. Uh, I got to pee again. Yeah. And then we'll come back to the second half. Let's do it. All right. All right. Um. And unfortunately, after you know. 30 some years of doing this have quite a high threshold of pain. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I know it. Um, so a while ago, uh, we were talking about, uh, this pocket of like lying and then double down, double down, like what that. So after fantastic damage, move on to too hard to swallow. And I was like, well, I liked Fantastic Damage, so this one's going to suck. <laughs> I mean, because how could he give me, like, yeah, like just 19, hit after hit after hit? 1993, Texas rap. 92. 92? 92. Is that right? Okay, I'm just guessing. <sighs> I, didn't, I didn't know research on these records. I really, like, picked these records because they... They matter to me. That's that's the most important thing of the whole thing. Word. And, and, and I think that's... You know, kind of what you wanted, hundred percent. So, like, I really like anything that I'm I'm saying uh, uh, about these records are just because they mean that much to me, not yeah. because you know I I was googling or right, or, or, right, or, or, or concerned, but but yeah, too hard to swallow. Um, and and I've said this plenty of times before, but from idea to getting the space ready to getting the gear and then learning how to use the gear and then Mm -hmm. scheduling, Mm -hmm. uh, I could see pitfalls and obstacles and this is going to be a challenge. What I couldn't see was, uh, people would say no. And a lot of people have said no. And it's like, 
I don't know. Uh, I continue to suspect that it's about being recorded and the, the sound, the look of your, the sight of your face, and the sound of your voice, and it's and then off-putting. and also the, I think that people feel like I'm projecting myself as some kind of professor and expecting you to match wits with me. And and the truth of the matter is, all of this. The, the the looking up of stuff is because I know nothing. Like if we're talking, if if you give me five fish records, I don't yeah. really, I don't really have to Google yeah. much because yeah. I got it's just up there. Yeah. But all of this is like brand spanking new to me, and I'm only writing shit down that I I find interesting. Nice. Um. So I was like, UGK, what the fuck is this shit? Mm. Uh, Underground Kings. Underground Kings with Houston, a Z. Houston, Texas. Um, always be hollering Texas just because it rhymed with Lexus. Again, something good. Something opening track, and I was like, "Stop!" Which, by the way, uh, is also um, from Return of the Super Ape. Absolutely, it's like track three or something. Absolutely. Um, but that was such a. uh, I was like, "God damn, dude! This is you know when you." somebody's hey you should check this guy out yeah. and then you check it out and you i always am like where where have i been like how yeah. have i gone 47 years on this rock and i don't know what you, ugk yeah pimpsy <clears throat> uh r.i.p r.i.p pimpsy um and so, bun b like like there's like a giant picture of bun b like in the houston airport like no way absolutely Dude, the houston airport is a major like affair. well it's, I mean, it's it's also like it was always dallas fort worth so, like, houston right has there. like these stretches of like you know kci for a, it would be like uh you know c28 to c40 yeah. is a big swath yeah. they're and they're doing like local represent shit everywhere you go it's like oh wow yeah. you know like i would never i didn't know to connect that thing with houston yeah um so that's, that's i just really, love that they're you know i mean dj screw has got like a thing up at the houston airport fucking bun b chad pimp c butler and bernard bun b freeman how about that um so <laughs> there was the line uh, from, I think it's from something good. What's the deal, man? Why don't you take your Raiders cap off? Because yeah. one of these days you're going to get your head slapped off. That's what's up. I was like, I mean, I have, a, I have an opportunity to do two John Gruden references. <laughs> Got the same episode. Shoot your shot. Shooter's going to shoot. Uh, Even if it's from the, the knee. These motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well played. These dudes were on Big Pimpin'. Absolutely. I, oh, absolutely. Which is that fucking yeah. super, oh, super yeah. catchy. Still slaps. Yeah, yeah, big time. I mean, it is a catchy song. Uh, Andre 3000. Straight into Use Me Up. Yeah. Which uh, I meant to look up. Bill Winters. I, Bill, Bill Winters or Withers? I think Withers. It's Withers. Yeah, right. But yeah. somebody, because I used to play it on my radio show all the time, covered it mm-hmm. on their studio album, and it's like better it's, yeah. it's a better version than the original, but this is also super good. And yeah. to follow something good, yeah, I was like, "Yo, yeah." <sighs> uh, called themselves Underground Kings because their country rap style was so full of slang and twang, <laughs> they thought it was inaccessible for outsiders. Yeah, I mean, fucking wild, cramping my style. 
uh, I don't, I didn't look up what the sample is from that, but it's one of my all time favorites. And it's also one of the most wildly used, uh, um, I can't hum a bar of it right now, but it's if you knew the sam if you heard the sample right, and you'd be like, "Oh, yeah, that's." I, I should have listened to some of these records. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. it's still in 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 a world like, you know we talk about that. I can rap every word to "Pocket Full of Stones." I, I, to, I, I "Pocket Full of Stones" kind of became a a drug anthem, a, a tag. Well, with the phrase kind of followed one of them beyond that this record i think they did like a part two okay that was probably bigger than part one but like this, that was like the first like unabashedly just drug raps like we're we are literally selling drugs for a profit right yeah like just unabashedly. Uh, i'm so bad uh it's n- no words it's so great that it, it's, a, it's a just a braggadocious i mean I mean, it, like i mean it 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 was somewhere in between like wherever the fuck hip hop is now and where it's I mean how hip hop started like it was it, all it was was just bragging on yourself yeah. it was you know like talking about money and girls mm-hmm. and how much better you were than the next Man, person so here's the thing uh, for my that my forty seven year old self vi- visits too often to mention yeah. here yeah. but I'm gonna be an idiot and do it anyway. Let's do it. So this track starts off with this gentleman uh, kind of asking, but s- sort of insisting that his uh, female company uh, perform uh, a task for his enjoyment. And she retorts with, uh, I'm not trying to mess around with any of that. Why don't you do the other version? And he's like, very, he's instantly dismissive. Like, I don't do that, you know, and I feel like there was a big pocket of time where that was common. Like rappers are always talking about ladies servicing and sometimes a lady rapper would put it back and they'd be like, no. And I just wish that somebody would have taught me how to do that (laughs) a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, Because no, there's no guide for how one should approach this huge, task. Huge fan of asking questions. I mean, just that just goes for anything in life. But in, in your relationships? Uh, not in at the, the moment? Not at this point, because I I asked the questions earlier on. Right. And, and, and therefore but historically? You... Historically, yes, sir. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of asking questions. I'm a giant, stupid, fucking... You know, recovery piece of shit. Tell me how to tighten the lug nuts while I change this tire. Absolutely. Oh god damn it, man. Good for you. Good for you. (laughs) Absolutely. I've I've I'm looking in the rear view at so many not that I want to salvage anything from the the dump, but sure. Just kind of like Sure, that's just that's just human nature, but like it's never too late to just you know what 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 Andre said. there's no no rear view mirrors in a spaceship, you know. No spaceships, you know, no rear view mirrors. I like that. So Constantly moving forward. Now that I'm, Hell. now that I've got a cold one, there it is. Yeah, Hell. Have a cheersy. Love you. Uh, trill ass end bombs. Super dope beat. Yeah, and and, and introductory uh, trill into the lexicon. A very uh, southern uh, right uh, term. Speaking of end bombs, LP 
dropped a couple. Does uh, he? Uh, with, fantastic damage? Without. Oh, wow. I mean, it doesn't. I didn't know. Is that a fact? At least one. At least one. Man, I would have bet you uh, a couple bucks that that would be incorrect. But but this is I guarantee t- you that 20 years ago. Sure. It's not, it's it not it got okay. the, the flashlight on it quite yeah. as much. Yeah. I, I remember uh, uh, Lamar Brumsley, uh, RIP in peace, um, <laughs> uh, the, the first gentleman uh, to, to smack me for, for, for saying that word. With, with an A? No, I mean, I was just rapping. I wasn't saying it. But I knew enough at this point. I'm, I'm probably 15, 16. I knew enough to, n- to never say that word. At 15? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, uh, yeah, yes. Okay. Um, I knew that I shouldn't say that word. I didn't know I couldn't rap that word. I, uh, I, I knew I couldn't. I used say to roll. It in the, in, we used to context. roll around yeah. singing along with the music. Exactly. And exactly. always, hundred percent of the time, in my mind, this is the only time it's okay. If I'm singing the words that somebody else wrote, but I think nowadays I probably have to redact that i think most I, folks would say you, even then no uh, i would say absolutely yeah redact that uh but yeah this is you know this is 1993 like i mean i and I, somebody slapped you yeah he i mean i think because i was it was a teachable moment man like that's the way i look at it okay. like i mean it wasn't a disrespect he didn't like beat me up no I he know. didn't like get my fuck i mean he was a he was my elder he was two or three years older, and at that stage, it might as well have been a whole fucking different generation, you know. Uh, and, and and he was a black man, yeah, a, 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 an attractive, uh, a, a, you know, worldly uh, in my eyes, a man, yeah. And he said, "You don't fucking say that." And I was, I was just rapping, bro. And he was like, "You don't fucking say it." And I was like, "Got it." And I learned lesson there that night, and and I just happened to learn it earlier than most i guess um will uh, smith and chris rock were like well played yeah, we're gonna use that uh, yeah, in a little while yeah all right they're getting a divorce <laughs> what 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 yeah will and jada i mean as far as whatever you know reddit tells me for that's real about, that's about the only social media i interact with. right um you're on the gram here and there i am on the gram from time to time though e double E double was like my first uh, like. Uh, but what is graffiti. what is your actual handle? Talking shout outs. E E D U B L E. The E is a three. Okay, that's <laughs> right. That's right. Because uh, I I mean once this thing has two views, you're dar- guaranteed to get a quarter of a new follower. Well, I don't I don't have anything to follow. <laughs> I won't check if I have like uh, people requests or I just I don't know I don't know Be- people requests. <laughs> Is that what the kids are calling it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you, surely you've seen Samesies. Yeah. Uh, seen people yeah. Juice. Yeah. <laughs> There's, whenever we get called into the sales meetings of the world and you get, you know, it, it, the, the, the profession is, is a weird one in that, uh, there's metrics for everything. There's metrics for the metrics and everything is so visible as far as are you doing what we hoped you'd be doing, you know, but you still have to like speak it sure, and say, oh, this is what I'm doing. Even though it's, somebody yeah. can just go beep, boop, bop yeah. and see anyway. Uh, so Weird. when we get it pr- Weird flex. Pr- way, way pre COVID times when we would meet in person all the time and you have to go around and tell about prospects that you're hoping to convert and ship for the first blah, blah, blah. 
buddy of my actually dude that was my second rep, my second rep at McCoy's, uh, once or twice a year, he was good for, uh, so, uh, yeah, you know, uh, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm making some progress at, uh, Accurso's Italian delight and I'm going to ship him a sample of roast beef and, uh, but I'm really hoping people juice, nice name drop, right? I'm hoping people juice will ship in the next three weeks and, and then move on to the next one. And nobody would ever be like, what did people juice? Yeah. Uh, let's circle back to people juice. Yeah. Uh, let's revisit. And there's that moment where the dude in that skit is like, I waste a lot of people juice. And the dude's like, people juice? He's like, uh. And they're like, oh. I was, in fact, I was, I was thinking about that skit this morning while I was making my bed. And the one dude, he's like, Hello, I'm Lars, or whatever his name is. I'm the uh, goat herder of the group. And everybody's like, we know. Like, <laughs> And then later, they're like, you realize this means you can't fuck sheep anymore. And he's like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The most adorable part of that story was how, you, do you make your bed every, every day? Do you make your I bed? I do. That's fucking awesome. I do. Uh, well, it's dumb, but it's... You know, just routine, or the, I, 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 I love routine. I, uh, I had this. I mean, I had to make it like living under my mom's roof growing up. But um, once I wasn't there, basketball camp. But dude, my dad, my dad drove this. He went from owning whatever automobile he wanted to own because mm-hmm. he was killing it in the eighties, selling China. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. plates you eat off of. Uh, not, to, not heroin. Just, <laughs> just find the China blue. <laughs> just the the shittiest collection of crap. I mean, yeah. a lot of them were sleds, sure. big fucking. Sl- I mean, one time he pulled into this gas station and put it in park, and it was one of these vehicles. It, the you, you could tell he'd kind of have to like find park. Mm-hmm. And he got out and started walking, and we were on a like the entrance to this gas station. And all of a sudden, that shit's just started rolling. I was like, "Dad!" Because I'm in shotgun, and he like came running and dove through the window, and you know, was trying to stiff arm the thing and hit the brake with his hand at the same. <sighs> he, I mean, drove me to basketball camp, and I think that he had a red one and then a blue one. I think the I think the blue one was the one, and then he drove me to basketball camp, and we got there, and I was like, I forgot my pillow. And he was like, all right. And I we get shuttled off to wherever, you know, yeah, wherever and then going. come back. And I'm telling you, dude, like, uh, I had that pillow until fish fall tour 1997 november and i left it in a hotel room in denver i was devastated like that was i'm talking like the first full-size pillow i use yeah and i tell you for i sucked my thumb as a real and so there was i mean just lifetime of slobber yeah. and probably some piss yeah, I, so but I grow my beard out. <laughs> but that pillow i mean i i i literally was like walking back to the dorm, head hung low, shoulders slouched, because I was like, not only am I going to have to sleep without a pillow for the next four or five nights, but, you know, that's my pillow. 
So uh, I get back, we get back to our room and I, and, you know, about to change or brush my teeth or whatever and knock on the door and it's a dude from across the way. He's like, yo, uh, your dad dropped this off and he was holding my pillow and I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? His shit. And again, we're talking July and Lawrence or whatever, June and, and his shit fucking overheated on the way home. After he he went back yeah. to my mom's, got my pillow, brought it up, yeah. and then basically the broke mission, yeah. broke down on the side of the road in the yeah. middle of the fucking summer. And yeah. I was like, "Thank you so much. It was yeah. worth it. It was Absolutely. really worth it. Absolutely." Um, but anyway, I, I I somehow you know I I came online in the adult world and like had this feeling of coming home. To you know, or getting ready to go to bed and just seeing my unmade bed and feeling like a fucking loser. Right on. And I just didn't like. I, I had no words to. Like, I didn't know what that was. Back, but, but I just felt. How like old are you? Nineteen, eighteen, somewhere in there. Uh, and then you know, several chapters later in adult life, you know, it came some meme or something. It's like, you know, if you if you make your bed first thing in the morning you're starting the day off with having accomplished something, even uh-huh. if it's the tiniest. Uh-huh. So give you, a, I love attainable goals. Give you a little, absolutely. Hey, maybe, maybe by lunchtime I'll have a second thing yeah. that makes me feel good about oh, Louis CK, uh, has a bit about R. I. P. In peace. He's still alive. Is he? He's and cranking out specials and killing He's winning it. Grammys and touring. He's winning fucking yeah. Grammys. Uh, he talks R. about suicide. Um, he's like, do you ever like drive on the road and then you pull up next to a car and you look in and you see what a miserable existence is in that car that you're like, fuck, I wish I wouldn't have looked in there. Yeah. And it's, he's, it's just a guy with a tan car. He's like, nobody picks tan. They give you tan. He's got a trash bag for a window. (laughs) He's like, what is preventing his suicide? Would it be two trash bags for windows? (laughs) And he goes, I'm 49 years old. I have two kids. It's certainly an option. I've flipped through the brochure yeah. a couple of times. Yeah. And he goes, that's who we are. The world is made up of people that didn't kill themselves today. <laughs> I think Louis is one of the five funniest fucking people on earth. I think the Louis show might be the funniest sitcom ever recorded. The one on FX How do we, that's yes. been completely scrubbed from the internet? Yeah. Unfindable? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I uh, steal my internet. Like I steal my programs, like a okay. normal God-fearing <laughs> American, <laughs> like fucking, like a normal fucking pirate, right? Yeah, right. I fucking steal my just shit. Cause, for, it's just because I don't have right here. Just because I don't have a parrot and an yeah. eye patch and yeah, a wooden leg. Yeah, it doesn't mean I'm not <laughs> not not booty in my my my. My, yeah, my programs. But does that mean you can find Louis somewhere? Uh, yeah, I mean we have a an Epics account and it's got it all right. It's just always there. It's on Epics? Not Epics. It's it, it's a it's a file share program. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, and through that, it's it, it's just there. Okay, it exists. Okay. Um, but yeah, I I think that might be the funniest sitcom. Well, I think funny of, funny of, is only a slice of the pie. I sure, mean, it's it's it. Yeah, I mean that, that when he falls episode, in episode forgive me for interrupting you, no no that episode when he goes to country and he has his daughter's uh duckling that she's supposed to keep for the you know the over that is 
that's like a Jimmy Valvano's fucking speech, man. That's, you know. Dude, or that one. Uh, there's the episode where they're like cruising around downtown and they step off the subway and, and he's walking with his oldest and, and he looks back and the youngest just jumps yeah. back on the subway and it takes off. Yeah. There's another one where he calls the police because he can't find her. Mm-hmm. She's hiding in a closet in yeah. the apartment. Um, but then the uh, pa- Pamela Adlon, Adler, Adlon, yeah. the sh- the super. They she, they have a like a real life. So she has the 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 she has a show on FX now currently. Um, getting on. Okay. Um, I, maybe I'm I'm misremembering, but, it, but yeah, she has a show going on right now currently. And. Awesome. I bet. Awesome. She's so great. And it's all female driven. Like, oh, it, cool. like it's uh, her, her three daughters, uh, like the middle child is, uh, like coming out as gender fluid, uh, and her mom, like it's, it's all female centric, like, and, 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 um, I can't think of the actor's name. He was in, um, uh, Drew Carey show. Mm. Uh, he was the he was the dark-haired one in Drew Carey show, but he but he plays like her personal. But it's, it is very female-driven. Like, wow, and it's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. Um, and uh, subject matter that like has nothing to do with me or anything that I've ever experienced. Yeah, you're here. You are yeah, with your eyeballs yeah, on the screen. Yeah, it's great. And it's, it's great. And, and and I'm not you. I I I enjoy like you said that you. You don't watch a lot of programs. Well, it's it, here's the thing: is that before this, I was watching a lot, a lot of podcasts. Okay, but always mobile on my phone, mm-hmm. so that I can fold laundry or do something because it's sitting and not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Like I, especially if I uh, and I, I lie to myself often about this, but uh, trying to live my life where. I'm handling my adult business as best I can when the kids aren't here so that I can at least try to have real time with them when they are here. I'm fucking terrible at it, but it's something that I strive for. Uh, so the idea of sitting and watching sure seems like a giant waste of, of, uh, of what could be used doing an, an infinite amount of other things. I mean, Sure. Chiefs, you know, Chiefs game. Oh, live sports. Di- different. We're, li- we're not talking about live sports. Right, right. We're not talking about live sports. Um, but anyway, you know, that suicide bit from Louis C.K., you know. Um, don't we have it, to hold Louis accountable? For what? For, you know, promoting the- women's rights and, and, and bringing, you know, promoting women co- comedy and comedians and bringing them out and then abusing that power uh i mean he's owned it has he? many many times many Can times I, okay well then I'll, uh his if you if you if you I think want you to his 2008 19 special called sincerely is not not only probably the best special he ever wrote but he addresses it very in depth okay. and he also when the shit came out he put out a statement the next day being I, like this is all true all of it um yeah, I, I'm pretty sure in there he was like, I I can't go to each of these women and like undo, but I I feel like healing starts with owning it. You know, I'm I'm wild, wildly paraphrasing, so ho- hopefully this is a, a, a step in the right direction. Absolutely. So anyway, um, there's but there's one more scene 
uh, from that where you tell they, their relationship, uh, Louise and Pamela's, is, uh-huh. uh, is it crosses that friend line into, and, and then she leaves the country uh-huh. and he's at the airport and she's something like, I'll wait for you, but it's, it's misheard. He's, what? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then he does. <laughs> and then, I, and then he does. And it doesn't end up being, is there anything better than false hope? Like <sighs> by better, you mean, <laughs> I don't know. Eternal happiness. <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, what's not, the name of that Lincoln show? Minor not being your shooting coach at the University of Kansas Jug men's basketball team. Getting yeah. on, you said. Getting on, yes. Um, I don't know why, but she's wonderful. She and is, it is and, it, and you know, when we and, and I am not trying to harp on Louis because I truly do believe that he is one of the funniest people yeah. on earth, and I, and and I am a huge fan of. Uh, being a different person than you were even yesterday. Yeah. Like, I'm a yeah. huge fan. Of, how can you not, how can you believe in humanity and not believe in forgiveness? Uh, Gherkin said that he, something along the lines of, I'm at the top of the list of people who believe in second chances because I've, I used that card in the opposite sense. So many times, you know, begging yeah. others. And so now he like, Hundred percent second chance for you and you and you and We're like sixty five employees right now, which is that's a for real. Yeah, man. damn. Yeah, and I need more. We're hiring <laughs> <laughs> servers, security. E E double E double E three is a, <laughs> the three is an E. The E is a three. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm 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 literally in charge of sixty fucking people. That's man. wild, dude. I, it is. That's... It is wild. It's absolutely wild, and, and I am the biggest fucking fan of second chances, third chances. I I believe in yeah. I believe in people. I really do. Well, because how do you ever come to the plate with all of the things, all of the answers, and perfect execution for None. first time? None. You know, like None. I. I mean, you know, three hundred gets you into the Hall of Fame. You know, if when we leave, when we leave the, I take when I. Currently, when I take her to gymnastics and drop her off, we go around the corner to Mac and Sites. Um, you know, are you familiar? I am. Uh, and f- five coins, so he gets five rounds in the cage. Uh, and every time we leave, he's he's his own worst critic. Sure. I'm like fucking. I don't know if I did this to you or to the damage is done. Yeah. But you gotta un. So every time we leave, I say the greatest of the great hit three in every ten. Yeah. So keep that in mind. But I had a coin where I missed fourteen out of fifteen. Yeah, but you crushed it on the other four coins. So take it easy. You're doing it right, bro. Uh, too hard to swallow, though. Um, really, it's a great record. I really yeah. liked it. It's it's dirty. It's uh, it was different. I knew it was different when I heard it. Mm-hmm. You know, I uh, and, and it was approachable. You know, a, a lot of uh, you know rap that I was listening up to at that point was from the coast and they were, they were just talking about something that was just so far out of my will. I, I liked it. I yeah. thought it was funky. Um, it, it, it had nothing to do with me. Not that, you know, too hard to swallow did, but it was, it was definitely much more, um, of something that I could, you know, picture myself and, uh, these horrible situations. Right. <laughs> um, so, I don't even think that the 
peel, was, the peeling back of an onion. Go ahead. I, this was like this record was like the precursor, I think, to like Outcast and. and I I can't the big my big takeaway is how how did I not know this of this outfit? Let alone it's so good. How did it never like where have I been? What rock have I had my head under? I, I mean, you you mentioned Big Pimpin and and. I just don't remember a time in my life. I remember like hearing Paco Full of Stones on a hip hop hype show on KJHK on Saturday night at like 10 o'clock on the way to a party after a like a junior high dance and like, like just, you know, with, with, with some favorite people on earth, beautiful young people, uh, them going to the party and me sitting in the car listening to this record and like just being like completely mesmerized by uh just the 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 grittiness of it uh but just just an absolutely masterful uh example of uh southern hip hop yeah um uh, a lot of these records that for for these episodes for these conversations that I'm that are first time listens for me, mm-hmm. um, almost all of them have resulted in me being pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. This might be the first that is like without question playlist. Like I'll hmm. I'll nice. I mean I, I'm add I'm adding all of these records to my mm-hmm. streaming service, but um. Not until this one have I envisioned myself like, oh, I'm gonna put this on and go for a, like this is a really good record. It's gritty. Um, I, I I told Boyd the same thing. I, I'm not somebody that can. I think because I, I I have a copy of Enter the Wu Tang uh, on cassette, and I bought it years ago, and I think I gave it. If I got all the way through it, I would be surprised and, and filed it in under, I don't get it. Um, and that that's not even a surface scratch to the, what is the Wu-Tang? And like, even now, like... Wu-Tang is the greatest so, so, group. So Boyd put that, uh, that album on his list and I, I pull it up and I'm like, immediate, just, just looking... At uh, track credits, I, I'm in, overwhelmed and intimidated because I feel like I should know each of those guys and their body of work, and I, I should be able to identify that name with the, what their verses was were on the track. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And so I, I immediately feel stupid. Well, if we're talking and about I, like white guys with dreads, you know, playing the bongos, <laughs> you mean you know that motherfucker? <laughs> You know that. Uh, I have seen Plus, with my own two eyes uh, uh, more than one drum circle in my day. Uh, Providence, Rhode Island, or we're talking about Providence. <laughs> Providence Medical Center over at KCK. <laughs> Could be either one. Um, so. Uh, I'm sorry. No. So 36 chambers, mm-hmm. nine dudes, they all have a heart. Heart has four chambers. That's how you get to thirty-six. I just learned that a week ago. Yeah. Um, Do you watch any of those? Are you watching any kung fu movies with your children? Not a not a single oh, scene. Um, 
we 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 try to have Friday night uh, movie night, mm-hmm. but it can easily get kicked over in favor of playing with the neighbors or sure. play date or a sleepover, and then we rotate whose turn it is to pick the movie. Pick the movie. Um, and if I, they're still kind of in this pocket where if I don't choose something that like has kids in it or something that they can easily identify with. Yeah. I don't know if I'll be able to. It's not like they're not going to leave the room. Sure. But if I put on a kung fu movie, they'd probably be like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, what's this about? Yeah. Um, but I just stick with Peter Sellers or yeah, Pink Panther movies. Or... I mean, Peter Sellers came up and did some kung fu. No, in the uh, was it Boyd's episode? Fuck. No, it was Nick Leckie's episode. Okay. Um, he's a big dude, right? Nick Leckie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fucking Super Bowl champion. Yeah, he played. Football. Uh, he won in 2010 with Peyton yeah. and and Breeze. Yeah. Uh, he, he drafted by Denny Green. Uh, he uh, R.I.P. in peace. R.I.P. in peace. He said uh, um, he was in Vegas at this. I don't remember the name of the place, but it's his favorite place to go. And he's cruising through there, and he sees Denny Green kicking it with his people, and he's like, "Fuck." Like, I don't know what his reservation was, but I guess he maybe didn't want Denny to think a certain thing about, I don't know exactly, but he just, so he kept going, hey, Nick, come here, and like made him come out and and introduced him to all his people, and he was like, coolest fucking thing ever, and I was like, the only thing cooler than that would have been if you were on his roster when we are who we thought they were <laughs> they are and we let them off the hook <laughs> who they thought they were um, but man I asked him I can't even remember the second dude but I was like who who what, were what were Nick's records <sighs> I'll tell you that in just a sec uh, so Denny Green Cardinals um, then he goes to the Rams and plays for Scott Linehan and somebody whoever they had a you know that was before Dick uh yeah, it would have been before Dick. Or no, it would have been after. Yeah, right after. Like they had back to back garbage head coaches and then I feel like maybe Jeff Fisher tried to save the ship and then it, then they moved the team, right? Yeah. Isn't that how that yeah. anyway, horrible so it's like book ended Denny Green, Sean Payton with two just garbage Rams coaches. Oh my gosh. Um he picked uh corner shop. Hand cream for a generation. Corner shop that uh, like brim full of ashu on the yeah. forty five. Wasn't that their track? That that's their most. Okay. Yeah. That's the only corner shop. Track. Yeah. Okay. Not from I, that I, record I re- though. Okay. Um, Super good record. Super good record. Awesome. He also picked Yankee Hotel Foxtrot Wilco? By, by Wilco, which is not my wheelhouse. I um, like uh, AM Teeth. Okay. Wilco. Okay. I wouldn't say I'm a Wilco guy though. But I do like AMT. He, uh, I, I mean, we worked together for a while and we just, something in the water, like we just sure. had this uncanny knack to have super fantastic, very occasional phone calls, just full of belly laughs. Yeah. Um, and um, he, fuck. Oh, uh, so when I'm getting ready for his episode, I, I, I was like, this motherfucker going to have a wiki. And he does. Yeah. And I was like, good for him. 
you majored in hotel and restaurant management? And he's like, I did, I did. I picked finance, but my grades weren't good enough. So they made me switch. And I was like, then it says here that you went back after you retired and finished your degree. And he's like, I did, I did. I was like, have you ever worked one shift? He's like, I still haven't. (laughs) Hey, we're hiring. Right. Uh, Security, (laughs) uh, back of the house, servers. So he goes, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, I did. I was an assistant bar back at Kansas City Country Club. Get out of town. And I was like, assistant bar back at a country club? Yeah. And he's listing like these Italian dudes' names that own the place. Uh, I was like, I don't know who those people are, but I was like, the only thing when you say bar back, the thing that I picture is guy that's washing glasses that has to tell the person, sorry, I can't just grabbing cases of Bud Light. Yeah. And I go, so were you that guy? And he's like, no, no, no. I was uh, Hey, can I get a bloody Mary? What's in that? <laughs> and I said, is that the one that's red with the vegetable in it? <laughs> um, but yeah, man, that uh, hand cream for a generation is that Corner Shop record. It's really good. It's really good. I forgot about Corner Shop. I mean, yeah. Uh, and he was one of those people that, uh, I've said this a bunch of times in episode. but there's like a couple of camps of people that are like, I got to think about it. I can't just pick one. Uh, it's got to be 16 or five or what. And then every once in a while, some people are like, they've been, they've got it written down on a piece. Of, they've Lock been waiting for somebody to ask. Oh, and he was like, oh, easy. And just fought. I, I went with the, you know, think long, think wrong. And I did send you 50 freaking, you know, Apple music tracks yeah, yeah. that I was currently listening to. Like, yeah. this is a great song. <laughs> there weren't records. <laughs> I, and again, I was, you know, um, in the cups. So we go from 1970s Ethiopia to Kingston, Jamaica, yep. to Brooklyn, to Port Arthur, Texas. Yep. And, uh, of course, the next destination would be uh, a solo project of a Wu-Tang Clan member. Because oh, why Island. wouldn't it be? Yeah, absolutely. Staten Island, right. Um, so, yeah, man, I just, um, like I said, feel dumb. Sure. Uh, like I've missed, like I, I signed up for geology as a sophomore in college and never went. And the dude gave me a B. Yeah. And it gets every time it gets pointed out on my transcript, I... I feel ashamed yeah. that's my wu-tang so this this is jizza right the genius uh i i think before this week i was pronouncing it giza so baby steps yep. um what's that is that true <laughs> get out down that's the best thing I've ever would heard. i lie to you no you would not i mean <laughs> a lot of things it, it comes off the tongue as a rhyming yeah. uh, with yeah, if you think if you think rizza yeah like i got that yeah. there's no other option giza is the easiest yeah. Um, oh my God. yeah. Um, so that's, that's his second record. Uh, so Gary yeah. Earl Grice. It's, it's, it's only his second record in the fact that it's the second record that he dropped under the name Jizza. The first record is like, I think he's like in like silk pajamas. It's a very, uh, yeah, it, it's like, a, it's not a, it's not like a Wu-Tang joint. Oh, it's a, it's yeah. Uh, uh, shout out to uh, uh, DJ Jabberwock, uh, uh, Patrick Brown uh, gave me a twelve inch of uh, the Jizza record, like uh, the whatever the single was from that. But yeah, th- th- his first solo record is uh, Liquid Swords. I mean, as okay. far as as, okay. far as far as like 
the Wu Tang is concerned. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, you take a lot of uh, leaps of faith uh, in the in the world of Wiki. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, so, let's see, what's today? Tuesday. So Thursday night, I think, was when the Blues and the Wild opened their series, and the Blues just fucking stomped on their throats for nothing and but before that my goaltender on my team is also a blues fan so before you're still playing yeah boy. as as time's expiring he sends a screenshot to the whole team on this text thread of the wiki listing for uh the minnesota wild Uh and in the owner's slot They've put David Perron, who had a hat trick, and then Billy Husso, who had a shutout. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, cause you, yeah. you can get that up there for the screenshot, for moment, and yeah. then Wiki will uh, fix it. And uh, by the way, you're no longer you welcome to you, this party. Now you can't contribute. Um, and and then and then of course they got their fucking teeth kicked in for games two and three, uh, and somehow managed to tie it up Sunday. And actually, game five's happening right now. But have you looked? No, no, no. I don't want to. No. I, I keep the, unless, unless I absolutely need the phone yeah. during you know Word. Uh, this is by far the most that I've I, I you know I, I don't work a lot of late nights anymore but I, I have to have my phone on me oh for sure for sure I do it because um, I am increasingly frustrated with uh, what was the, the mantra for for Caden? Good grades, hobby, be polite. polite. I feel like be polite is literally vanishing like a fart in the wind. It's a COVID day, Um, to be sure. And uh, it's on on the table now, underneath your elbow. Thank you. Um, and, and, And I think the truest representation of this is the Apple Watch. I'm good. Thank you. Uh, yeah, 100%. Um, and I, I just, it re- really bothers me so much that um, if we're talking, like, not for this, but, uh, you know, I come in just, I come into Updown uh, just by chance on a slow night and you've got time and you, you give me some time and we chat for six minutes and it's really great. Uh, if you take your phone out, once or twice across six minutes, I get it. That's how that's how we operate. Mm-hmm. But if you have a thing on your wrist that buzzes every forty five seconds, and with every single buzz, you're doing this while we're talking. I'm like, why don't you go get hit by a bus? <laughs> that is so fucking rude. It is. It literally means that this might seem primary, but it can immediately become secondary. And I don't even know why it might become secondary, but I'm going to check anyway. And I mean, I feel like, um, like we're, we're watching or maybe we have watched the opportunity for quality one-on-one human interaction kind of evaporate with this, with COVID, with this pandemic. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't don't see it like, uh, returning to a, you know uh, why would it yeah especially if it didn't exist before i mean i'm i've said it before like i'm even you know um like driving 
currently is very difficult for me because I like I feel like there's a bunch of idiots out there that are not paying attention, and then when I get to where I'm going, half the time you know either the person that's part of the transaction is like or somebody that I come across in the every once in a while um, if if I if I have an interaction with a somebody that feels good as a human being I'm fucking completely geeked out to the point where they're like, you can tell they're like, you really made my day. Yeah. Cause f- more of that, more yeah. of that, please. One, one interaction with a, with a positive human being will, will, will charge me infinitely more than the, the, the countless You're right, numbers but, but of, this of is... idiots that I deal with on a daily basis. I don't listen to music when I drive just to, to to stay away from emotion to keep emotion out of it it, it it's a it's a it's a something that I'm doing I, I I generally try not to listen to music unless I am with my wife and we are Sunday driving and we're you know going to Parkville or you know, Weston or some white people shit uh, um you know like with those the, those with, are two li- official destinations abs- on the white people th- shit they are white as hell and uh, you know and I'll be listening to you know some fucking soul funk from 1940 and uh uh but yeah i really don't i don't mess with music when i drive because it it it, it, it brings so much emotion out of it and i'm already just so angry at however the world is is unfolding uh, uh around us it seems to be progressively worse on 670 and 71 and 35 and you know it's just i i know we're all in our own little ecospheres in, in, in a vehicle but they just it seems so selfish and awful and i can only bite my tongue for so much so i listen to sports talk radio and mm, npr okay and, you know yeah um podcast the uh i mean this is what like so the consumerism element just beep boop bop and it's on your doorstep yep. in like four minutes it, it, like why Convenience. why would i go back to driving and dealing with idiots mm-hmm. to destination also full of idiots mm-hmm. like sadly sadly i have to ask the question where's the motivation and it, it, am i going to be the soldier that goes out there and tries to be the one good interaction that all those people have you know what i mean that's, that's the hill you want to die on you know, i don't like, think so man absolutely i don't not. think so absolutely not Absolutely not. Um, but I, so for the last two and a half years-ish, I've had a lady friend on the opposite end of the state, um, and it's looked like different versions across this time spectrum, you know, with respect to visits. And um, the w- w- one that has probably probably been the most consistent is the occasional Saturday night Columbia rendezvous mm-hmm. and then we just go back. Jeff City is really underrated. Well, that's no, that's aesthetically. But this it's well, I got you. Meet I got me you. in the middle. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um and so I've made that drive a lot. Yeah. Um and it's it's like the it's almost like the perfect time. Like 2 hours mm-hmm. is not you know, you don't have to. You don't have to stop for gas. You you might not have to stop for pee. You're not going to be sore and super tired when you get to where you're going. Um, but it's also uh, a stretch across I-70 in the state of Missouri, which yeah. means that I, I'm in this point now 
where back when I was like 19, 20, take a road trip, mm-hmm. excuse me, you saw somebody do some crazy shit, mm-hmm. like, you know, come up the right lane and cut in front of wedge themselves very dangerously yeah. you for you tell that story for years you'll never i fucking see that shit like six times a drive absolutely and it's like i don't did we forget that we're all wielding two thousand pound weapons a million percent like one mistake and it's none of it's correctable man like and 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 you your absent-mindedness negates whatever this other human being did perfectly yeah for, yeah you know 1250,000 days in a row <laughs> so you're dumbass um and i do listen to music on road trips I'm yeah not, I'm yeah not, i'm not i'm not a weirdo it's you know what's really weird is that uh doing a two-hour drive like that um is is i it's this forced kind of concentration that's mm-hmm. also especially by yourself weirdly meditative Absolutely. and it, it forces you because i think a lot of what we're doing is to try and get out of the crazy brain right and it kind of forces you to just sit with it for a minute and it's i find myself being like okay all right like you know i thought shit was out of control it somehow feels a little bit more manageable i don't know I, no I, I i'm smoking what you're rolling man uh, um sure. So, I mean, here, here we are yeah, right, again. Jizza, right. the genius. <laughs> uh, Tru- truly his first solo album, though. Robert Diggs and Russell Jones. Russell Jones being uh, Old Dirty Bastard. And Robert Diggs is RZA. Mm-hmm. So the three of them, uh, let's see. They, they formed a three-man group. They're cousins. Uh, and I, I guess that in some way is a piece of the origin to the big Wu Tang puzzle. Yeah, I don't, I don't think uh, in the you know whatever uh, story they were trying to tell. I don't, I don't think there's like some triumphant between the three of them besides their. They were know, just doing a thing. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And then, a th- and then it kind of grew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, proximity. You know, you, you dance with the girl who brought you. You know. Um. So this dude is really into science. Yeah, he has a. I think he has a, a maybe a master's from I, he, he, MIT or I, I think maybe, he's got maybe a, it's a. I think he's got a, a kind of a lengthy yeah. educational list, but um, I don't think the Jizza is necessarily like just a, a street name. Um, but yeah, I mean, he yeah he's. Science ba- science genius battles and battles is an acronym for bringing attention to transforming teaching and learning science. Uh, this is like a, a pilot program he launched for, for like New York high school aged kids to encourage them to learn science through hip hop. That's incredible, right? I mean, like more of that, please. Yeah. More of that. And, and uh, that's Absolutely. that's that was literally just a blip. Yeah, that uh, caught my eye uh, amongst a list of very f- fascinating tidbits about this person that's also happens to be part of an, a whole other thing. Um, but flow on this record has got this uh, smooth in an unpolished sense. Y- yeah, okay, I, I get that. Um, yeah, I mean it's a it's a it's also kind of a grimy record. Uh, it uh they're they're while while you know poetically i i, I think it's you know it, it's his 
as good as any Wu-Tang record. Um, but yeah, there's, you know, there's some stick up kids and drug raps and, uh, honoriness, uh, uh, in this record that, uh, it's, 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 it's truly like, unlike any other thing I've ever heard before. Uh, I, agreed. It is. I mean, it's, it's a it's a it's a chess record when everybody else is playing checkers. Man, you said yeah. grimy. I I put kind of spooky, old school mob sounding, uh, like kind of filthy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not as polished as a lot of like RZA records. And, and, and RZA, like when he when they they did the uh, the Enter the Thirty Six Chambers, and then when they started splintering off to do solo records, like everybody went to a different label, right? Like that's like unheard of. No kidding. All of them did. You know, and, and now were they all were all the labels other people's or did anybody form their own or no, not at that point. Um, and I don't think the Wu-Tang ever. I mean, I'm not as learned as I should be on that, but uh, I don't think they ever had their own uh, record label. But no, they all of like, you know, uh, old, old, old Dirty went to, I, I think, Tommy Boy. I, I know he um, old Dirty's an R.I.P. in peace, isn't he? R.I.P. in peace. Yeah. Um, fucking Tommy Boy, the people that are keeping us from having De La Soul available streaming. Yeah. Uh, that was supposed to be resolved in I, November. Yeah, I thought they own the rights now. I thought that not, still no. Uh-uh. And as a matter of fact, if you want to generally speak, uh, Doggy Style and The Chronic are not currently available on Apple Music or any of the other because Snoop's gonna do his own thing and you gotta go he, there to he, get it he just bought death row that's right that's what it is yeah. that's what but then so he's whatever the streaming whatever is gonna be the next step of that purchase that's where you're gonna have to go okay i'm glad, so, I, I'm glad I own the fucking records i mean like <laughs> you know do you follow dude with sign i on instagram I, I am as about as bad as social media do you know who dude with sign is i'm familiar yes he had one yeah. a year and a half ago that yeah. no more streaming services, please. Yeah. But this, it just keeps splintering and splintering until yeah. like, dude, you know what? So I took my son on a Saturday to get his haircut. Uh, and we just go to the old barber shop and, uh, it used to be just whoever had an open chair, but now he's got a gal that he likes oh, nice. and the, she has the farthest chair and that just so happens there's, I don't know if this is tied to why he likes her, but it just so happens there's a television right up, up here so we're sitting there he's getting his hair cut and he's doing his best to keep his head straight and positioned the way that she wants so he can cut it while watching tv and a corona commercial comes on and he goes dad snoop dog and i just was like how fucking nuts it is that, that my eight-year-old son in the barber chair on a saturday immediately can identify snoop dog when his shit came out like you talk about older brothers hiding records under the bed board him up yeah uh, so we left. He and I, was on trial for murder. He almost went to prison can, for his life. I can when when the verdict was announced, you know, he claps his hands over his face like, in probably in tears. Yeah. But so we left, and I was like, Martha Stewart, <laughs> which is awesome. Now he's what? Now he's hanging out with Martha Stewart. I know. I That's thought he right. said dating. I, I was like, no, wait, what? No, I mean, good for him. He right. could do worse. Yeah. Uh, um. But I was like, now, uh, we're. We're gonna. The drive home is very short, but we gotta listen to a Snoop Dogg song, and I had to fucking like jump through about fifty hoops because this shit's fucking grayed out on my Apple Music. I'm oh, like, man. yo, even blued up. 
I mean, don't. Unless you just like, just, you know, Crip Nation. Dude. Anyway, um, Fourth Chamber featuring Rizza, Ghostface Killa, and Killa Priest. Kind of spooky, old school mob sounding, like I said, shadow boxing. Method Man Conti- continues the vibe. Kills it. I saw Killer Priest in the Eight Street Tap Room basement one time for like ten bucks. Is that, is that Lawrence? Yeah, it was like in ten between, bucks. Uh, it was uh, right next to a uh, um, uh, sandbar. Okay. On, okay. Yeah. Eight Street. Uh, Eight Street Tap Room. Hell's Wind. What is it? Hell's Wind Staff. I can't even. Kill Killa Hills ten three oh four. I don't even know what that is. is. That a zip code? Uh, yeah, I think that's Staten Island. Staten Island. Okay, another good track. And then I got your back for a closer. I got your front. <laughs> I got your back, but you best protect your front because it's the brothers who front. They be pulling stunts. Um, I have to. Run, you brought something, and I foolishly left it on the fake foosball table. I okay. need thirty seconds. Yeah, I'll just go poop. <laughs> Everyone's still here. Everyone's still here. Um, I have a few uh, random tidbits. Let's go to sort of bring this home. Um, so you still traveling is a thing that you, you guys love and look forward to. Yeah, but is there I- anything? buy records and i try to travel are, is there are there any trips on the horizon or we're we're going the west coast um to see my mother-in-law she's uh she had my wife uh late in her age so she's um she'll be 80 this year okay um so i mean she had my wife when she was 39 so uh which is late back then yeah that was yeah that was honoring um <laughs> but she's she's the raddest uh so we're going out there but uh we're going to see her in reading which i think we talked about we upstairs. Did. yeah a little bit uh reading's honoring um, yeah we're going reading via san francisco but internationally um i, I think malta i want to go to malta is that that's not greece where is uh, that it's a it's not far it's okay. an island nation okay yeah all right a little farther south uh, but yeah, I think uh, uh, Malta will be the next. How long are passports good for these days? Ten years still. I think ten, ten, ten years. Okay, is, is the thing. Fucking, uh, I got one and then used it and then it expired. It's like I gotta go. I gotta start from scratch. Yeah, <clears throat> it's worth it. Oh, for sure. Um, so we 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 talked up to Foundry, and then since Foundry, the only two I know about. I, you you were at Buzzard for a minute, right? Yeah, I was at Buzzard for about three and a half years. Okay, four years. like four or five shifts a week. Uh, I mean, you didn't really have to do that at Buzzard, um, <laughs> because it was lucrative enough to where you could do less. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, bartending's always been good money. Yeah. That's why idiots do it. It's beats so, work. Beats working. Buzzard up down. Am I missing any other? I mean, stops. Uh. I, yeah, I stopped uh, a beer station, you know, when I was really, uh, beer station's a great joint uh, here. I worked there for about a year, year and a half, and then I, I stopped doing that. Meaning like over here on Gregory? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a good joint. I, yeah. I, uh, 
the the owner is a real nice man. Uh, at the time, they had a general manager that I was a big fan of. Um, uh, he used to run uh, uh, Waldo Pizza in the okay. tap room for forever. Sure. Uh, his name is Darren. All right. Uh, he's a he's a solid dude, um, and uh, for whatever reason, their interaction uh, didn't work, and uh, he let Darren left and. Um, there was a there was a hole in the in the management structure. Sure. <laughs> so you know a lot of a lot of phone calls. Uh-huh. For, you know you're not paying me a salary, man. I'm not, yeah. I'm not trying to answer my. There's a reason why I do this. I'm not trying to answer my phone. You right. Know, when I go home now, you know this is the longest I've been off my phone in a month of Sundays. Well. So thank you for that. Yeah. So beer station. Any other? And then I went to work for Boulevard for a little bit. Uh, thinking the that I was event get space. Out. No, I, oh. uh, I actually the the brewing company. I was working down at thirty thirty and uh, uh, was in um, uh, production. No kidding. And then, yeah, and then was going. You know, I was going to go like be a cellarman and eventually like try to brew and uh, you know make you know forty five thousand dollars a year. But okay. I, but I'd be with my wife and you know we'd have our evenings together. And, sure. And uh, going back to this, uh, you know, not having a car, uh, I was taking uh, the bus. And uh, you were a bus taking some bitch, it, man. Yeah, I love, yeah. I love and, and this is back when it cost a dollar, right? You know, it's not free like it is now. These yeah. kids nowadays with the free buses, it's just fucking soft moment. uphill back yeah. to in exactly. a snowstorm, exactly. A book, <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I the bus I wanted uh, was gonna was gonna be a while, so I, I, I took another bus down to, to hop on the max on uh, Main Street and uh. I got off and I saw that they were, uh, you know, up down was open in there. I saw that there was, you know, what I saw was Easy E, and like a graphic. I saw Easy E and his Lokes, and I was like, oh, you know, immediately was drawn to that. So I walked over there and I saw that it was, you know, going to be an up down, and uh, they're open in there. So I went home and I told my wife, and I was like, listen, I know I told you I wasn't going to bartend anymore, but see what had happened was. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I think she would agree that I uh, made the right choice. Um, I don't think that you used the proper amount of inflection on that phrase. <laughs> See what had happened was. Well, you know, because yeah. I yeah. was trying to sell it. Yeah, you know, I, know. So. I know. I know. I know. That works as joints, you know, grinders. Uh, God, Lost, Lost and Foundry. Yeah. Les Buzz yep. Aired, uh, Firefly. I worked uh, at uh, Grinders for one shift. Yeah. They hired me. Really? They hired me to open the the second location. Oh, the Grinders West. In fact, you might have been the point of contact. Absolutely not. I was gone before this. The, that that happened. This was like tail because my gig at the Foundry was temporary before. Yeah, yeah. It was agreed up. So when my time was wrapping up, I th- maybe. I, yeah, maybe. Yeah. So that would have been like uh, October of '08. Why not fire? Because I went to a like a Royals doubleheader. Fired from where? Well, from uh, from Grinders. Oh, and I don't think I got fired. I think okay. it was mutually agreed upon. That okay, I should not show back up. That store <laughs> yeah. the, by the gal. No, by oh. by, by uh, America's greatest, world famous Anton Kotar. Uh, Is that Stretch? No, he okay. is not Stretch. That's, okay, that's Jeffrey Rumner. Mm. Uh, uh, but but I got neither, I got nothing bad to say about either one of those. Well, uh, there were they were opening grind, Grinders West, mm-hmm. but it was going to be next door. I do remember it. And, I, I remember. And, I remember the installation. I remember like the, yeah. the very. Uh, so so the, the a gal. Booby. I swear to God. Now this all coming back to me. You put, put me in touch with a female, 
And I, I reached out and I came and interviewed for her. And she's like, let's do Lee. Lee. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Huddleston. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God. That's how, I've seen you. Okay. Wow. I've seen you like a, a lot of not currently, but back in the day, a lot of uh, Facebook posts where you guys are either together or one of you is tagging the other. And I've always been like, how do I know that name? That's how. Anyway, she's like, let's have you do a shift. So I came in on like a Thursday night at three o'clock or four o'clock or whatever. And this dude just like, here you go. Like we cook pizza in the oven and sandwiches on the flat top and tater tots in the fryer. See ya. And I was like, what, what's happening? And I just had to fucking wing it. Yeah. Like just my best effort at how to make things. I, I would think the way they had a yeah. way to make things, <laughs> uh, but just you do you. Yeah. Uh, put, and then put your own spin on it. And then also yeah. all the cleanup yeah. by yourself. And I, I closed and yeah. did not report back for duty. Cause I was like, <laughs> I thought I, do you want me to be the opening chef of your next door thing? That's yeah. going to, and that's how you yeah. throw me in. To, I know it's all, of, of a version of getting thrown to the wolves, but that was, that felt really like I had a necklace of stakes yeah. around me yeah. and you're like, here you go. Yeah. Um, but also somewhere in that, uh, bubble, uh, we, we at one time had a, we had a double date, a dinner date at my old house yes. and you came with your Tanya. Tanya. Yeah. Yes. And we, I think we had some food. I think we had some food and probably some drinks and yeah. a little something yeah. you can light on fire. And, yeah. Uh, it was like... Your, your ex-wife always hated me. What? I mean, like, I think she always thought I was an asshole. And I, I was an asshole. I don't think like, that's accurate. Really? I, yeah. I loved her. I mean, I remember that this is... And this is how every... You know, across the spectrum of yeah. our relationship. Yes, sir. Uh, this is how every event like that went. Uh, I'm gonna do all the yeah, work you, to, to you, put to yeah, put the thing together. You were, but that means that I have to clock out from being the person in charge of the house. Yeah, because I also yeah. D- I mean, she she ran things and managed the bills and the mail and like kept the thing. Yeah. But I was like yeah. the janitor you, and the you, cast- were very, you were very much for chef. And I kitchen. fucking broke my Swiffer. I was Swiffering the kitchen floor, and I. And so I would give her, and I mean, this carried into this home for many, I hosted family dinner every Sunday night and it would, every single time a version of this would happen, uh, where I would say, okay, here's, I set the table, you know, put a tablecloth in the plates and then choose the vessels that we're going to present the food in. And if you can, the tiniest little tidy up, those are the three things. And it would always be arrive home late. And we're not going to say it, but I'll look into those three things once I've showered and gotten ready. And so we're creeping on the fine, you know, arrival time every, every time. And so I'm fucking Swiffering and and I snapped the Swiffer in half. And I just remember like driving to CVS or something, just so fucking angry. And then like barely beating you guys back to the house and and then, Hey, come on in. Louis C.K. has a bit where he's like, you know, you ever have those dinner dates where 
the couple comes to the house and she's holding a gun to his head and it's a dinner date and he's like we saw that show on wednesday and she's like it wasn't wednesday and he goes oh i want to throw up just thinking about your life <laughs> but you ne- hit it well nevertheless you hit it well. we had a nice evening absolutely um i do remember one time being like like literally just being like at a certain point it was comical that you couldn't that you weren't there at like at the table. Oh, yeah. I know you cooked it. I know you presented it. Yeah, I know yeah. you said, and you know it was a beautiful meal. Um, but uh, I remember, like at a certain point, like uh, it was like after dessert, a bit. I don't know, like petite fours and fucking coffee <laughs> service and shit with your fucking chef, professor, professor chef. Uh, and I remember just being like. I hope the next course is Blair. Like, literally, just be like that. That's what I'm hoping. The next course is never Blair. And she lit it. He's like, he's been cleaning and he's fucking cooking and he's doing. And I was like, yes, ma'am. I, like understood. And, uh, and you know, I, I probably was being you know the normal amount of asshole because that's again. I remember the evening as fond. I loved it. I loved it. I um, absolutely loved it. There was another time we spent a handful of hours together, and it was apparently to witness a race brawl at club level at one Arrowhead Drive. Do you remember? Can you? I felt like I sweated my fear onto everybody around me that somebody was going to go over that fucking. So wall. I'm not usually intimidated by, you know, situations. It's, Bro, it, it it's just not really. I've seen enough. I've been around I, enough. I, I fancy myself. Uh, can handle your own. Well, uh, to to a certain extent, uh, but I, but but usually, like fear is not an emotion that I that I experience. You know, you know anymore. Terrifying. I mean, I don't to Terrifying. this day. I don't understand because I, I mean, if I had to make a top ten list of the times I've laughed the hardest. <laughs> Our run of Mike Cox jokes and the ladies getting a kick out of it in front of us. Yeah. I laugh so I can't. I probably should and piss myself a little bit in my seat. I can't reconcile in my tiny brain that that and the fucking fight happened in the same th- lexicon. I mean, in the just a fucking yeah. little three hour window. The, the Venn diagram. Of- <laughs> Mike's cock jokes. Oh, oh my God! I don't even know what happened. Can you tell? I, I, no, no. I, I can't even remember what set it off. Uh, I just, I just. So sh- it was the day that, like, it, we knew Tony Gonzalez's career was, was and and so he had an opportunity to take, I think, the receiving yards record. And but it depended on uh, Mr. Herman Edwards or whoever was calling play to call the certain plays that would, you know, it make make him first. Lo- it was definitely. But did Herm really is Herm really calling in the play? He his OC. Sure. Whoever that, uh, there, I think he had three different ones across all three seasons. That was a that was a Broncos game too. It, Your buddies. That's were why. Yeah, yeah. That's what because the fight yeah. was also Chiefs Broncos. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Arrowhead vociferously booed that day when Tony was not presented with the opportunity. Um, and we did Mike Cox were 45, 49 or 45. 40. Mike Cox was our fullback for a, not just one season. He was around for a second. He was. And he fan favorite. We would, I, we just kept saying 
<laughs> so it's the two of us in our chief's garb and my buddies Jason and Alex in their Broncos gear. Uh, I think Alex was here. I don't, yes, I don't, um, they both were here. And uh, we uh, ran the Mike Cox phrase as far into a hole yeah. as you possibly can. Uh, Mike Cox sure knows how to hit a hole. Mike Cox takes a pounding. And these older ladies Mike in front Cox of us. Today. <laughs> these older ladies in front of us were loving it. Yeah. Like giving us smiles. Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, there's a couple of Raytown's finest yeah. in the front row club level, which means there's a fucking drop. All the way. All the way. Yeah. To concrete stairs or folding chair. I mean, none of it's going to end well. Yeah. And. At least one black dude in a Broncos jersey. I don't know if it was a black dude and a white dude or if it was multiple black. I don't know. But all of a sudden, people are shouting them from the front row and these dudes from the state, kind of the stairs of that section, right? Yeah. It, it, it there was, and, and I'm sure people have seen confrontations in sporting events before. It, it was, it's 12. 13, 14, 15 rows for where this, they very much found each other. They weren't close. No, not even close. Not even. And I, and I think that was the part that was a lot. Some of the part for me that was so jarring that and the sheer amount of just how many times they each punched each other violently and neither one, multiple people didn't go. I remember the cops showing up and being like, "Uh -uh." and waiting waiting for more cops to show Uh up to interact. And it was like Mm -mm. eight on eight. And these were guys that had like chin-ups for breakfast. I mean. It was the most violent thing I've ever seen out there. So like I grew up, I I caught this like healthy stretch of uh, Dirty Harry movies. Yeah. And then of course Rocky, and yeah. then later people are like, "That's their fights don't go like that. It's one or maybe two, yeah. Yeah. and somebody's on the ground." Yeah. And these mother, I I can hear Violence. the Violence. to this day, Violence. just landing haymaker. And they it's like they started yeah. up here, I and remember, they came across those fourteen rows. I remember so I was fucking like trying to like go up, like <laughs> to get away, like. Again, not someone that's ever shied away from conflict in his entire life, and and you know it's had a you know scuffle last week with 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 human beings, but I remember just like trying to like yeah that's not yeah. like, <laughs> excuse me sir you sat us in the wrong section yeah this check nurse check <laughs> yeah. oh my god again Man, I, yeah the I, juxtaposition of the laughter of the jokes and that terror yeah like just. Honestly, like in yeah. between two pieces of bread on a sandwich. Honestly, which, by the way, uh, winning goes a long way. There wasn't a lot of that happening within our franchise at the time, bad so football. I'm pretty sure we walked out of there with an L. Bad football. So much bad football. I think we might actually won that. One. Did we win? I think we did. Okay. Well, it doesn't matter because we've owned the Broncos yeah. for like oh, nine years yeah, now or something suck. crazy. Yeah. And by the way, good luck with dangerous Wilson. Yeah. Get, get, sell the next five years of your franchise for a 36 year old quarterback sounds great that's that's a raider move like we have them scared they are trying to catch up to us which is just something that's never happened i have to say probably maybe the chargers also have them a little scared they're good good. but the but but you can't you gave all that away to fight the raiders over third place sure okay 
also, we're, not, we're talking about the, our division. Only one team is going to win the Super Bowl next year. Just one. You know, and you always win somebody. Fuck, we won the goddamn 49ers Super Bowl. The, the Buccaneers won our Super Bowl. You know, like you always win somebody else's Super Bowl. And uh, they're not giving out four fucking Super Bowl trophies next year. You know, the the Bills and the and the Chargers and the and the dude. The, not everyone. Josh Allen, fucking legit. Is he? He had a lot of bad games. Did he? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, I only watched the ones he played against us. So and awesome, awesome. Especially that playoff game. I was like, awesome. what is happening right now? Awesome, awesome. That was the craziest fucking game. Awesome. Also, salary caps. If they don't win one next year. Maybe the year after that, but that window is slamming shut. We're reloading. Like, it's not as sexy as, you know, I would like it to be. Fuck it. We got one, and we are going to be competitive going forward. Honestly, like, I am so excited to be a Chiefs fan. Man. Because the Royals fucking suck. (laughs) Good God. But, I mean, uh, you know... we we have a lot of matches. Uh, the one of the primary non matches is the Blues. Uh, the Blues. This so the Blues were part of the '67 expansion draft. Yeah. Six new teams. They went to the Cup Finals. All, I love that you have that. All three of their first years in existence and got swept all three years. Yeah. And in the middle of the process, fired a guy named Scotty Bowman. Yeah, he had some success. Uh, he, I don't even nine cups. Follow. I don't even follow hockey, and I know fucking Scotty Bowman. And I love that you have the Bobby Orr. You know, that's that's that's, oh, that's a that's a cup clinching goal yeah, well, against I'm, the Blues. Yeah, well, I'm familiar. Um, I love that you have it up there. So literally, uh, we get a Chiefs Lombardi, and a handful of months later, I get a Blues Cup. Uh, which is not very far removed from two World Series appearances and one title. One more beer. Yeah. And then, uh, man, Rock Chalk 2022. Man. Like, uh, as as Jason, who was at that game with us, put, uh, man, that's a, a lot of hardware going around your neck of the woods right now. And Absolutely. I'm like, and For I'm, a little, little market in the middle of fucking nowhere, flyover fucking country. Absolutely. Love it. Absolutely. And I'm a homer to a fault. I don't casually root for other teams. No. I'm not like, you know, let's see what the Bucks are doing. Right. You know, like, let's see what the Padres I, are doing. Only in hockey do I check in on the Islanders if the Blues are not part of the mix anymore. I just have always loved them yeah. for, I don't even, I can't even hardly come up with five reasons why. Um, but that the other, but baseball. The hockey haircut. <sighs> Did the Islanders come up with the hockey haircut? I don't think so. I think. Wasn't that like a, uh, I don't know. Yeah, they might have because they were a fucking powerhouse for a minute in the 80s. Yeah. They won three of five or four straight, something like that. That's anyway. crazy. Um, so you showed up uh, not only with cold banquets, but you brought something else. And I know what this is, but I also don't know what this is. What? What is? Why did you bring this here? Well, I I brought this uh, here because uh, my mother, R.I.P. in peace, uh, for real this time, um, uh, said you should never show up to somebody's house empty-handed okay. as a guest. Okay. And uh, while I didn't do any 
research for this particular podcast, I did listen to some moments um, just to make sure that like there wasn't like some sort of physical challenge in oh, the middle of it, you know, where you're like, chin ups for breakfast. Yeah, you're just like five guys, six wieners, <laughs> <laughs> just some. Just some general weirdness, oh, yeah. Yeah. which a, I would have been fine with. That's going to be an image I can't yeah. burn out yeah. quick enough. <laughs> <laughs> Hand shimmers with the professor. Hand shimmers with the professor. So, are you? Um, is this, are you telling me that this is a gift? Yeah, it's a gift. No shit. Yeah. Oh, so, I don't need that record anymore. I mean, it's still got the you know the if BPMs you're doing if you're on the front of it, it's got the BPM sticker. So, like that record has been used to death. Like yeah. it was a DJ record. So. What, what's a BPM? Uh, beats per minute. So when, oh, when, when you're when you're scratching, you want to like line up like you, you need like comparable beats per minute, or it'll sound it won't it won't wow. match. So okay. how you match beats is uh, so if you're doing the audio it. thing, I'm holding a copy of uh, Tribe's uh, debut record. Yeah, right. Yeah. People's instinctive travels in the paths of rhythm. I can never get all those words in it's the right order if I'm not reading it yeah. off of something. Yeah. Uh, was um, low end? No, that's the first one. Low end theory low end was second. Was the second, because because low end because low end theory because that has yeah that left my wallet. Yeah, so that's the first. That's the first record, and then low end theory was second. This is eighty nine, and yeah. low end theory came ninety ninety one. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Um, the, but I did hear you saying that you know you needed some more tribe listening. Yeah, um, Q tip is. It's, 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 I've said before, I, I really thought his solo career was going to explode after his first record. And then somebody said he, he did put out a second, but it's been a minute since that happened. Yeah, I, I kind of think like like the love movement was oh. like almost like a Q-tip solo album. I mean, it was a tribe record, but it was, you know, yeah. it was kind of a really good record. Is that oh, the wow. Reverend Duguid? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good back I put bread in my toaster what came out toast no Jesus <laughs> he was still next she was still next to me um I so you purchase on the reg vinyl and have had for a minute or yeah so um my wife and I bought a house over in KCK um a couple of Decembers ago and uh, she allowed me like the first thing we, we did, like she allowed me to like build some custom shelves. Um, so I could like vinyl's heavy. Right? Yeah. Like, anybody like vinyl weighs a ton. Peanut butter wolf was lying. Like uh, my vinyl weighs a ton. A thousand records, you know, is a lot. 2000 records. That's why you towed them in sturdy crates. Well, yeah. Or, if if you're moving them around a lot, if you're if you're moving them around, like I mean, I I got weird about I mean, it, it, even where do you find crates nowadays? Like you know, like um, near a, next to the dumpster in a gas station parking lot in nineteen you know ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, like they're yeah, not there yeah, anymore. Right. Bro. I mean, I remember where we used to get them. I'm just where do you get them now? Uh, but yeah, she she allowed me to uh, build a a space uh, to keep them. But you know, I, over the course of my life i've you know gone without meals to buy music and mm-hmm. i've also sold music to to live uh and now i can but yeah i'm i'm probably a couple hundred bucks a month on vinyl with the blessing of the, the wife i mean 
it's really like one of my only expenditures. Man. Okay. Like honestly, like I travel, like I don't give a shit. Obviously, I don't care how I dress. Like yeah. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Have you? Oh, rep, free state represent. By the yeah, way, exactly. Um, have you? How how long ago did you build these shelves? About a year and a half ago. And so my favorite thing though about like I, I have I'm, I'm currently dealing with like chaos method. Like the 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 organization is chaos. Well, I was just about to ask you has has chaos. the collection outgrown the shelves you just built? Oh no no oh, okay no, okay no, no I I probably got but chaos because the collection's not organized. Yeah. What are you gonna do about that? I I mean the thought process always was that when the kid had time he i was going to do with him you know we're just going to do straight discogs I love that. how the discogs is and like i have my own section like I'm, I'm keeping his records for him until he has a place he has like, his own pieces of vinyl he has he probably has two three hundred record collections get out of here i mean i paid for you know 94 percent of them but, but he like, chose he chose them mm-hmm. yeah and, and he's way into like some jazz shit now yo dude, he, dude he's killing it he's straight killing it okay and and I'm just holding them for him. I'm like I'm just like you know. I'm just so you're, you're, is that a realistic expectation that the organization will happen together at mm-hmm. some point in the mm-hmm. relatively near future? Yeah, he's he's gonna come stay with me for you know for this summer for oh, for, for, for yeah. a amount of time. Yeah. I mean, I'll fucking I'll pay him for it. Whatever you know, like dad books or yeah, you know whatever ice cream. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> man, um, that's really cool. Um, but because of that, it's like allowed me to like really interact with my records in a way that I would never choose to. Like, what is going on here? You know. Like, at, at what point, looking back, obviously, because initially, purchase of vinyl was because that was the medium that you were sort of born into, right? Your brothers had vinyl, and there was there was there was a record player in your house. Um, Tapes didn't sound good. Well. I think, yeah, I mean, but you probably had some tapes, you had some CDs, you had yourself some Napster. We live in the current world of streaming. When when did you make the leap from, like, vinyl as a part of my life to, like, I, I'm, a, I'm a collector and a connoisseur. Not because I like to say that, because I really, it gives, it gives me joy like that building in New Orleans did April 5th. Uh, when the Jayhawks, Rock Chalk, won their third championship in my life. <laughs> I don't think it ever left me, man. Like, I, I honestly think, like, again, going back to the only thing I ever think that was cool about me was the music that I knew about that you didn't know about from, like, 1990 to, like, 1996 hell yeah so like that's really like the only time in my life that i ever think that like whatever i was doing was different than whatever the fucking shit you was doing just it was just on a different level it was cooler than your shit it just was it sounded better it was do you neater. have pieces of vinyl in your collection today that are from your youth not not originals but i've gone back and like replaced them yeah, yeah. at one point like for a hot minute and my again my memory is like uh r5d4 you know who that is uh, no uh it's the red and white droid yeah. that luke and uncle owen it's like the uncle owen, this one's got a bad motivator <laughs> and psh, that's that's my brain and memory okay. uh but you were fucking djing for a minute uh-huh. 
uh, I don't know that I ever saw you with two turntables and a mixer. I thought I think oh. maybe it was all software on a laptop. Nobody cared about, like literally, no one cared. But you were. I I started as that, but but no one cared. So like, you know, it started I, as what. As is bringing out vinyl and so, but it, it was, did, it very, yeah, but very much like I mean, like and and that's why you know that's why the BPMs are on the on the record, my guy. You put those on there. That's a Taxix writing. I can I have a lot of a Taxix records, and then what's that? What is that word? DJ Taxix, which was Westport royalty. Oh, okay. Uh, one of the so this that that at some point that record was that was his, his record. Okay, yeah. Um, but I can just tell like his, his stickers, my stickers were different, but, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's why those stickers were theirs. Cause you were, you were hauling records out to play. So if you're bringing a coffin and all, and your crates and all the shit and nobody gives a shit, then why, why bother? Yes. Sir. And that, that's how you land yeah. this. Yeah. And that's why I started doing, you know, like I would do T U E's like Tuesday nights, uh, DJ Salinger. Uh, no way. That's not the name you want. I would do a lot of them. I do a lot of different names. DJ Salinger is like, I thought the, like one of the funniest. Just JD. Uh, yeah. You know, it's DJ Salinger. One year, Jason's from race brawl football game. One year, Jason's fantasy football team was double Dwayne bow after the <laughs> double rainbow. I was like, Fuck. that's good. It's really good. It's really and, good. Oh, another year it was, it's on like in Domicong. <laughs> <laughs> But puns. but DJ Salinger. Salinger hilarious right bunch of goddamn the, phonies I, yeah, yeah. I'm out here with my laptop yeah, yeah. I could I, exactly you know like it was the same fucking thing I would be DJ one million DJ five hundred thousand DJ fifty bucks <laughs> like, you know but you had you had some gigs no one cared no but you had gigs though right and you were yeah. getting paid yeah I mean and I, was I, it I like, in, like karma that was like getting yeah. drunk at a paintball arena. <laughs> Just like why, like, uh, like, lizard, no one knows why we're here, but li- lizard, 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 uh, lizard, give me like a hundred bucks to not play hip hop, and some guy would give me a hundred bucks to play like bullshit. Fucking G- and I'd be like, H to the Izzo, <laughs> <laughs> gotta be kidding me. Oh my god, it was oh like, man, that's it was Tuesday so, night, right? Like, who fucking cares? But uh, you was it fun? Absolutely, I bet. And, and it kept me like seeking out music yeah man like in a time where I that's was... that's when you're like there's a you know a ceiling to dealing with your own shit and all that you know yeah and then there's a time where you're like oh, i got something it's fresh cool. it's cool to stay busy man like you know it's and 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 if you're seeking something that you're passionate about then there's nothing better and i i love other people's music <laughs> man yeah Wow. Uh, well, I know I have uh, two hungry dogs, Listen. and uh, I, bedtime is probably quasi near for all of those near and dear to us, including ourselves. Um, so I feel like we should get you out of here. Okay. But um, I can't tell you how much it means to me that you are not a service industry person that I had reservations about contacting. Uh, I, I told Nick, um, I think it was Nick, uh, that the whole process to getting you in the chair is kind of like courtship from the olden days, Mm -hmm. 
where you like roll up on somebody's porch and ask a father if you can call on his daughter. So it's like the whole conversation. And then if you're interested, then we talk deeper. And then if you give me records, I'll give you dates to choose from. And then the final piece is, is you graciously donating your time to drive to my house to sit in my basement for fill in the blank and bullshit about music. And I can't tell you like how grateful I am every time somebody does it, but especially if it's somebody that I really admire and respect and look up, look up to and confidently and with a smile did not think this service industry person might flake just as easily as the next. Um, so when I heard my doorbell ring and my dog bark, <clears throat> I was like, fucking Ethan Brown's here, dude. That's pretty, that's where it's at. Uh, 10 minutes early. Cause, uh, 10 minutes early is on time. On time is late, late and you're fired. I mean, service industry, this, this fucking crotchety. I, I did a, I, I was an off ice official for the Mavericks in their first two years of existence. <laughs> yes, you were, which means you either are in the penalty box, like with the dudes. <laughs> and sometimes if shit gets out of control, there can be like four. And yeah. so you, quickly go from sharing a p opposite ends of a bench to standing with gladiators yeah and when the door they rip the door open you're just behind it with a clipboard and a fucking lanyard yeah. um or like light the gold lamp you know, when they get to light it uh or stats up in the round anyway uh the first year uh the dude that was running our group we got cold papa john's pizza every week that was our yep. payment and if we wanted to go to a game that we weren't volunteering our time for we could probably finagle a ticket those were the perks of that gig and but this guy was like literally like former military and just he, he sees the world the way he sees the world and yeah. i mean first meeting he was like you know the saying five minutes early means you're late and i was like Oh, you're gonna be real disappointed yeah, with me, sorry. motherfucker. <laughs> Fifteen, my dude. <laughs> I've made a career <laughs> yeah. of rolling in like twelve minutes late and being like, "Really? You're upset about that? I don't. I don't it's twelve minutes, you know." But back of the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but man, yeah. yeah so thanks, the glass house is the beer store, liquor or, store, the liquor store. liquor store. Okay, I was like, is he picking up a piece on no. the way over? No, he's gonna christen a new. Ch Chubbler or whatever the I just, kids had. I, I was just trying to get into the goddamn hip hop headspace. Man, I mean, <laughs> I hope I did. It. I don't think I you hope have I did all the white boys. Probably. You're the fucking captain of the Great Space Coaster. <laughs> I don't think you need to try hard to get into a good hip hop space. All right, you but, know what, you know what's worse than nine eleven? Three eleven, dude. Oh can, my god. Good night. Good night, Australia. <laughs> Ha 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 ha!